Voy a ponerme la vacuna Prevnar 20 porque estoy en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica, la cual pudiera llevarme al hospital. Así que preguntaré sobre Prevnar 20. 65 años o más, puedes estar en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico acerca de vacunarte con Prevnar 20. Vacuna conjugada antineumocósica 20 valente, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones contra 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. El efecto secundario más reportado fue dolor en el área de la inyección. Para más efectos secundarios comunes e información completa de prescripción, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20enespañol.com. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar20. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Conan, I got a question for you. What up? Have you uh have you been using your the kratom? Not yet, but I wanted to ask you guys a couple questions about it. But go ahead, tell me about it first, and then I'll ask my questions. Well, it's a great product. It's an all natural ancient super leaf related to coffee plant that has been used in Thailand for centuries. Helps energize your mind, relax your body, and basically it just helps you feel good without the feeling of impairment that you get sometimes from certain supplements like you know whatever you take and you know maybe red bull makes you feel uneasy and stuff but you don't get it for, with this but super speciosa kratom has only one ingredient pure kratom it's the kratom leaf and all of super speciosa's batches come with artificial certified lab reports so you know exactly what you're getting if you don't confuse about what this is it's pretty self-explanatory uh, they offer kratom powder capsules tablets and teas and basically these are like the, it's a multi-effect uh type supplement It can give you an extra boost of energy in the morning, basically as a coffee replacement. It can also help you wind down and relax after work. It's got a calming effect. And also in smaller servings, you can work it as a pre-workout or you can use it as a post-workout recovery. So for beginners, the recommended capsules are teas because they're easy to use. But the green strains are the most popular. It's 100% satisfaction or your money back guarantee. So try Kratom now and get 20% off. Go to GetSuperLeaf.com slash Conan. That's G-E-T-S-U-P-E-R-L-E-A-F.com slash Conan, K-O-N-N-A-N. And get 20% off with the promo code Conan. That's GetSuperLeaf.com slash Conan and use promo code Conan for 20% off. Great deal. I've been using this product. Helps me sleep better at night. And it's an excellent pre-workout uh, supplement. So I'm definitely, uh, I'm definitely endorsing the creative. I've used it before, and I just got reintroduced to this with this product from Get Super Leaf. Excellent product. So if I want to use it for, because I heard it's good for pain relief. Yeah, the red, the red strains are better for that. Okay, so is that the powder? Is that the tea? Which one is that one? Because I got like pills well, and I got like a, everything. You can use any powder, of them, yeah. yeah. If, if, you're more yeah, com- yeah if you're more comfortable just taking the capsules, take the capsules, or else you can brew a tea, or you can take the powder and mix it in. I mix it in iced tea or just plain water, but I'm used to the taste, so maybe iced tea would be better for you. It's like CBD, kind of. It's a leaf. 
You know, so it's kind of like it's, yeah, it's no, it's got. Plant. I was yeah, yeah, reading. Yeah. I was reading up on. It. It's got caffeine properties, and it's from South right. uh, from Asia, and um, but my, my I, I just wasn't sure how I would use it for pain relief. I took it before I worked out today. It was an excellent pre workout. All right, excellent because I t- I take fat burners. I'll drink. Uh, Sometimes I drink these Zoa Energy drinks that the, the Rock endorses. I'll do, I'll do espresso and everything. I went straight four green green capsules on the uh, on the kratom the green, and just an excellent pre workout was just as good as anything I've taken. Yeah, Conan, I had um, herniated discs in my back from work injury, and I was taking painkillers for a, a few years, and uh, I used the kratom to get off them actually. So whenever I have back pain now, I just get like a little teaspoonful I put it in water and I drink it and the effect is very noticeable you know you're not feeling your pain anymore and but it's not dulling either it's not like you sit there stoned it just gets rid of the pain okay so yo for pain relief for uh, energy booze for going to sleep uh, all of the above check out Kratom it's at getsuperleaf.com slash Conan and then you use the code Conan K-O-N-A-N to get your 20% off go check it out Support the show, get some Kratom, get some good sleep, get some energy, uh, burn some fat or some pain relief. All with Kratom. Boom. It's not the best one. It's not the great one. You're speaking with the juiciest one. If there was a glimmer of doubt, a shred of trepidation. The moment I rose up in front of 70-something thousand fans, the moment I made the walk at a WrestleMania and defeated one of the best superstar wrestlers in any era, that being Seth Rollins, that doubt was eradicated. I'm an avid reader, and I stumbled across this quote. It said, a man often finds his destiny on the path he takes to avoid it. So if you'll humor me, let's all take a look at the Tron, if you will. Right there is my father, the American dream, Dusty Rhodes. It's so, it's so simple to say, that's my father, but in reality, yeah, he's a legend. Yeah, he's the son of a plumber, he's a common man, he's all those things to me. He was my hero. It was taken in 1977, Madison Square Garden. That very photo right there. He is holding the championship belt that eventually Hulk Hogan would get his hands on. The Undertaker would get his hands on. The Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. Oh, and uh, Triple H, too. 
and many other greats. I'm going to tell you a quick story which made this all very simple to me. This photo, this very photo, was on the mantel in my parents' bedroom until my dad's last day. And as I, as I got hip to the industry, I worked up a little courage and I remember I asked him and I worded it very poorly. I said, I didn't know that you were champion like Hulk Hogan. And he looked at me with the same eyes that Liberty has and he said, very stern and very patiently, he explained to me the champion's advantage. He said that he had won the match, but because it was by count out, he did not take home the championship belt. So I'm eight years old. What's a boy to do? Right then and there, at eight years old, I knew not what I wanted to do, what I needed to do. I was going to win this championship belt right here. I was going to place it. I was going to bestow it into the hands of the American Dream Dusty Rhodes and I would tell him, nobody can take it away from you now. And there are many here tonight who have followed my journey, but for those who are new to it, unfortunately, that dream died. <laughs> it died right in front of me. That opportunity passed. That opportunity passed or did it. Yes, I cannot physically put that title belt into my father's hands. I cannot bestow it upon the American Dream Dusty Rhodes, but I certainly can put it around the waist of the American Nightmare. With that in mind, the silence is broken. My intentions are clear. I've made them clear to all of you here. I stand before you ready, finally ready. And I'm going to do it. I'm going to give the distinction that my family has long since been denied. And I'm going to do it for you. I'm going to do it for me. I'm going to do it for my family. And I am going to do it for the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes.
orgullosamente latino hasta la muerte y después worldwide latino pride the ambassadors of violence lax k dog the notorious 187 homicide I'm from Miami, not Compton. Down with the essays in the 6-4 hopping. To my body was in the 787. And those up in Brooklyn pulling 211. I come through stomping, rolling in my low top chucks. Making sure you suckers feel me every time we bust. Shackled up like a nut going 5150. Up up, up Welcome to Keeping It 100 with Conan. Millions and millions of downloads and pound after pound of Iranian tobacco later. We are now chopping it up on spring. I'm your MC for the week, Nicho, host of Shut Up and Refill My Popcorn. This week on episode 301 of K100, Jeff Katz, formerly of WCW, now a movie executive, talks about his journey from the radio to pro wrestling to Hollywood. Former MLB pitcher, with Josh Towers returns to preview this year's baseball season, and Billy Body's hot news contains post-WrestleMania tidbits, about Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, Ronda Rousey, Cody Rhodes, Vince McMahon, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and much more. And now, without further delay, let's hand it off to the master of the verbal gems. It's Conan. Let me give three kazoos here. Yo, we're back with episode 301 of Keeping It 100 with Conan, the mighty, mighty D.I. And Jojo, the Billy Entrepreneur. Boom, what it do? Boom. What's going on? What's going on? What's happening? Let's start off the show like we always do with the shout-outs. If I butcher your name or city, my bad. It's Irene Tobacco Accident. If I haven't shouted you, I'll be patient. We have a lot to catch up on. We keep in it. One thou wow. Boom. Um, Stoned Papa Smurf from Boston. Atomico Jr., who's a wrestler from Chicago. Eric Poon, Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Nico Calavera, Wheaton, Maryland. Slater, Philly, Carlos, Houston, Mysterian Jr., Evansville, Wyoming, Lewis Monger, Minnesota, David Hurry, Hooray, Pittsburgh, Lionel Busby, Mobile, Alabama, Tristan Brock, Detroit, Aaron Mitchell, Swansea, Wales, Monte and the Madness, Largo, Florida, T.J. Rachi, Rural Australia, Josh McKinney, North Carolina, Big Nick, Sacramento, Derek Hackney, Bloomington, Indiana, Hezzy 86, uh, Barrow from Furnace, England, Jackie Stranger, Jacksonville, Florida, Forrest Gabish, San Antonio, Anthony B. Ellen, Miami, L- Lucip, Lusampat, Lucip. It sounds like, it sounds like it's going to be an Indian name. That's right, I'm not sure what. Lusipanset, Melbourne, Australia. Electroshock Entertainment, Scranton, Pennsylvania. Sean Thornsburg, Thornsbury, Orlando, Steve McLaren, Detroit, Nick Vogt, New Jersey, All Real Wrestling Podcast, Brooklyn, Canaan, San Antonio, Brandon Smith, Portland, Sodium Lights, Mexico City. So those are the people that are listening to us uh, internationally and domestically. We thank you uh, for your patronage, for spreading the word to friend or foe. Um, Listen to earlier shows and uh, check out our Patreon. You know, that's for all you guys that want more, more of uh, keeping it 100. Um, that's where you keep, that's where we make some real paper, no ads. You know, 
you know, our stilo, we try to be anti-formulaic. We bring entertaining, thought-provoking, informative content. Uh, you can find all of this, all the extra audio and video that didn't fit on the show at K-O-N-A-N.me, Conan.me. And uh, you can find musical review shows. Um, you can find uh, five years of our catalog, um, all complete shows with interviews and hijackings and political discussions and arguments and meltdowns and the disco lists and everything, Lord Cyrus and the Juventud Guerrera and the, the, the Juicy Seal of Approval and the, when Shane used to be on the show with us as a regular Shane Helms. Um, there's a lot of a real cool stuff on there. We always over-deliver. Um, that's why our Patreon numbers are so high because we always give you more than, than you pay for. And also, um, we have a rehash show, which is the, which is a, the best of, it's a one hour show of the best of our, you know, Joe goes in there and picks out the best of some of our last five years and he puts them on a one hour show. So this week I put up, uh, uh, an old interview with Jason Powell and, uh, I mentioned this to Conan before. The reason I did it was because since we moved to Spreaker, our last episode with Jason Powell was the highest rated episode so far since we moved to Spreaker, so I figured I would reuse it. And Jason, of course, is a great interview. This was a, a few years ago around WrestleMania time, so if you want to have a little flashback and check out the interview with Jason Powell, it's on Rehash. Yeah, he's a friend of the show, long overdue for a visit. We'll probably have him in the future, just like we'll have the other godfather dean of the of the tabloids, uh, uh, Dave Gin and Juicin and Molly Meltzer. Always great to hear from good old Dexter. Mm -hmm. And a guy that we haven't had on here in a while, too, is Mr. Compression Voice himself. Does anybody want to go faster? <laughs> uh, Brian Alvarez. Yeah. Okay. What else, we'll Joe? Get, we'll get them back in the future. And uh, you can also check out K100 Talks every week. This week it was all about Elon Musk and uh, his purchase of a large amount of stock of Twitter and all the controversies around that. That comes out every week. You can get all those shows. I'm just glad that J Disco informed me he might be adding an edit button. I like that. So you can get all those shows early and ad-free on the Patreon, $15 tier and up. Uh, you get the main show, Rehash, and K100 Talks early and without ads. And also, you get the unedited mailbag for the $10 tier and up, usually about an hour of Q&A. All the show reviews, raw reviews, and plus, if you're on the $25 tier up, you can you can join us on our AEW Dynamite Roundtables. Uh, usually, Raw is discussed on there, too. There's SmackDown reviews. There we do uh, musical segments with the listeners. Some of those will be coming back shortly. We do match watch And we just finished reviewing WrestleMania. Yep. WrestleMania reviews up on Patreon, the full hour that we took to review that show. So there's always going to be oh, stuff. Yeah. There's usually stuff going up every day, and uh, it's a good way to support the show and keep yourself entertained. Um, so, uh, let's see what else we got here. Also, if you got any questions or musical selections for the Nick juice for the Nick seal of approval, juicy Nick seal of approval, please send them the K 100 questions at gmail.com. Make letter, make sure the letters are short so we can read a grip of them. If the song has a video, uh, we are more likely to review it with Nick on probation out Aldous. Um, he is on probation. He's still on probation, yeah. May, and it could be um, – uh, what was the other thing? We've also got a very, very popular YouTube channel, which I think Nick does not want to be a part of anymore. No, Man by Hughesley. Available at Keep It at 100 Official. Um, no, Hughesley, I won't do your show, not even on your birthday, even though you're doing a good job. And I did think I said something like if he has 55,000 subscribers, Joe, what does yeah. he have right now? 38, 39. I would make a – 
somewhere between. I would make a cameo. Yeah, somewhere Keyword be cameo. So that looks like it's a little bit down the, down the road because he's yeah. 38, 39. Uh, right now. Then we got Joe Manning, the ones and twos on Facebook. You can follow the show and everything that's going on. Uh, K100 Conan on Facebook, uh, Twitter, and Instagram. What, what can they find if they go there, Joe? Uh, I'll make guest announcements who's coming up on the show. I'll post old matches from Conan and DI's careers or old interview segments, pictures, just stuff like that. It's a good way to just keep up with what's going on with the show. And why haven't you? Why haven't you uploaded those pictures you were telling me you were going to do for Valentine's Day for Manscape with the that you were going to shave your nether regions like a Dorito chip and yeah, then I, a landing strip and I didn't like the way they, never I didn't pull. like the way they turned out. You know, it was cold in that bathroom. Well, you can always use a filter. That's true. I could. I should have filtered them up. I could have lasered off some yeah. of my gut, all that stuff. Right. Uh, we've also got JJ Class, JJ Claxton handling our business on TikTok. You don't stop. To the heart, TikTok. You don't stop. And that's available at K100 Podcast. Why don't you go over there and show some love? We're trying to get 10,000 followers so we can monetize this biatch. Sure. We still haven't been able to do it. I mean, you can't go over there <laughs> and just like it or whatever yeah. whatever you got to do. Right. Follow. Come on. Um, so that's basically everything that, you know, all the plugs I got. Boom. Hey, this is the national treasure and the real world's champion, Nick Aldis, and you're listening to Keeping It 100 with the master of the verbal gems, Conan, and that ham sandwich disco inferno. But look, when you're not checking out the master of the verbal gems or partaking in a bit of the Iranian tobacco, or maybe you are, I don't care, what you do in the comfort of your own home is up to you. You can always go to nickaldis.com and check out some great new merchandise, including signed retro figure bundles. They're going fast. Check them out now. Hey, yo, this is Desmond Xavier, and you're listening to Keeping It 100 with Conan. Conan's my boy. That's it. I shouldn't say boy, because he's older than me. But he's real cool. He's awesome. But uh, his co-host is kind of weird, though. What's his name again? Cha-Cha and Fuego. That's right. Yeah. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I, I, I was just talking about this, camera. I, I know I met you. Okay, but we have not had a lot of interaction in the past. And I was saying, like, you know, like, like, I remember, like, you know, 
I was friends with Jeremy. I was friends with Bob Ryder. Uh, so, you know, but like other people, it's like it's been so long that I don't like I, if I saw your face, I'd remember you. But if like I don't, I don't remember names as much. I'm deeply offended. How how dare you? <laughs> uh, like, no, because I was I was telling because because it's per, very disrespectful example, as they say. No, no. Per, perfect example. At my club that I work at right now, it's like we we the largest gentlemen's club in the world. When I was working at the front door and on the floor. I knew everybody there, like all the employees, cocktail waitresses, hosts. Like I knew everybody by name. Then I moved to the back of the club where I clocked the girls in. There's a different section. Like we do VIP. Uh, do you work we, at we Sapphire? Right. I work at Sapphire, yeah. Okay. So, so I, my brother's bachelor, but it's the last strip club I ever went to. It's been like 15 right. years or whatever with Sapphire, right. actually. So. Right. Yeah. So it's like a, right before I so was 14, 15 years ago, I started working there. So when I work now, it's like I work in the back of the club. So they hire a bunch of cocktail waiters, but I don't really commiserate with these people anymore because I don't work in that section of the club. The white pool. So I understand. Yes. Right. So, so like that's like W. That's the way WCW was for me. We had a massive amount of employees. I tried to know like the production people introduced myself. I was always like you know, but like I can't remember everybody. You know. <laughs> so, oh. so, like, so like Jeff Katz, the name was like okay, that that rings a bell. I imagine I probably because it rings a bell. I've known that probably commiserated with you or something, but I just don't remember like a lot of lot of you. We you also know? have listen. Let's factor in. There's a CTE element here that has to be considered as well. We will we will allow it. Uh, it's perfectly okay. I will also say, I think so. I went to Sapphire. I'm not a big strip club guy at this point, but with my brother's bachelor party. And I once took a girl I used to work with at New Line to Vegas for a weekend. And we went to, I want to say, Sapphire as well. Probably. And the best, I will just really quickly as an anecdote, because I don't know if he's been in since. The absolute highlight, this was at my brother's bachelor party, if I remember correctly, uh, was we saw Peter Weller, uh, RoboCop, getting a lap dance. And so as I went to the bathroom, he did not appreciate it. But I did stop and say, Murphy, it's you, mid-lap dance. And I got a very nasty glare from RoboCop. <laughs> I didn't ask him about Capital Combat 89 or 90 or whatever, but <laughs> it really, um, really is. You bring that up. It really is fascinating how over the, the, like the evolution of time I've worked there for like 14, 15 years. Oh, wow. Okay. And, and like, like you were talking about, like you see, saw Peter, well, uh, brother there used to be a period of time where like everybody could, would, would just go into strip clubs, famous people, stuff like Bill Murray used to come in there all the time. Like oh, people yes. that were like headlining, like a lot of the headliners in Vegas, like they come to strip and they come to our club and everything, but now as it's gotten like the social media age, phone age, like celebrities are kind of like more like, eh, I don't want anybody to really know I'm here. You yeah, know? I mean, you it's, kind of like, it's weird how like that's that's kind of progressive. Like, like what, every celebrity, what they do is they just hire chicks to go to their hotel room when they have parties there. You know oh, with Tinder, like, say, yeah, yeah, bro. But, but, I went but, but, to this part, and I'm I'm sure you've been to these, Jeff. I went to a party a couple times that I was invited to uh, famous rappers in uh, in L.A. And, bro, they would bring in all these girls. All of them are, like, all foreign girls. They love rap music. Like, you'd think it was, like, mostly African-Americans. Wrong. It was, like, European, you know, oh, Asian. Sure. And they get in there, bro, and they take everybody's phone. And oh, they yeah. put them in a bag. So nobody can text shit. Nobody can take pictures. Some girls have to sign non-disclosures, yep. bro. It's really gotten like that's that. That's the Calabasas yeah. special. That's what we call yeah. it yeah. out here. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, that's, 
I'm in, I'm in West Hollywood. I'm like the sort of. Oh, you're an LA guy. Yeah, I'm gonna. I, I can't, you I'm for a little, but LA for me, a while. Me, me, and Conan, we're, we're trying to set up something. Disco Conan, lived in West Hollywood when he was in a relationship. But that's we'll fair. That's about complete death. fake news. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I lived in West Hollywood I'm, when I was in a relationship. I'm, I'm coming there, uh, <laughs> so uh, I can't really knock him out. You'd have to tell on yourself, that, Jeff. Yeah, the little hanging you know, fruit can't be taken on that one. Unfortunately, do you know Aaron Blitzing? No, I know the name though. He was okay, a WWE. He's a WWE, yeah, maybe marketing guy. But he's a right for WWE. He was like, okay, yeah, I, knew, right. I know the name. I think I met him. I'm, I'm, going, I'm, I'm coming. I'm coming to. L- I've been in LA in like three, four, four years. Right. I'm coming to LA uh, in a week and a half for, for a couple. Of, I'm, I'm to watch the Braves. I'm oh, the Braves are playing the Dodgers. No, yeah, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm setting up everything. You know. Uh, Have you so been to Chavez Ravine before? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah that's a picture of Braves. This is a dump. It's Chavez Ravine. Terrible. I mean, bro, it's it's, it's, it's 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 like arguably, come on, it's like I, you know, I live in Vegas. I, I, you know, the Atlanta Braves Stadium, like the the Battery Park, it's like it's you know, you know, bars, everything. You go down there, stuff. Bro, Chavez Ravine is like the worst position to to, to yes. put like a like that's yes. like in LA. It's like okay, let's just let's take baseball, which plays eighty games a year here, and let's just put it. Like in an area town, yes, where it doesn't have anything going on, and it's kind of like a chore to go there. It's kind of like it, it's a know, miserable place is, to get in and out of. I can't it's, possibly it's horrific. It. But in Absolutely. terms of the view and location, the only one that comes closest, San Francisco, is probably McCovey Cove. Yes, yeah, like once you get in there, and right. there's the scene, you know, so but getting to the stadium is this is this it's atrocious. I, yeah. I uh, no, I don't. I, I can't argue that. They make it difficult for people that don't live in L.A. to come there and enjoy the game. They which make it is like, difficult for people that live in L.A. to go and enjoy the game. <laughs> right, right yeah, exactly, yeah. So so we can kick this off for a lot of people. Jeff, okay, a lot of people are meeting you for the first time. I just re- real uh, like – Disco little... included apparently, which is great. No, no, I was sound like – bro, like, like I like, – uh, just quick, Well, he worked in what? WCW for a while. I did. Okay, and this is the thing. No, he did. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm aware of that. But my yes. thing is, it's like it's very similar to my, my job like right now at Sapphire. Right. When I worked, when I joined Sapphire, I worked at the front, worked at the floor. I was in the mix. So I was in the middle of all the employees, like cocktail waiters and everything. So I knew everybody, like by name. Okay. Right. So, but then I started working in the back. So I'm not like on the floor anymore. I'm not the front door. I'm not like, you know, so I'm like, kind of like away from people. So you know where he works, know. right? Even the, the Shake Shack used to be known in different strokes. <laughs> the cheap, cheap shows. Very, right. He's been there before. But I was all saying, right. very similar to WCW, I tried to be familiar with all the staff, the, the, the producers, and everything. But like, it's 20 something years ago. I don't remember everybody. And it's like difficult. Like, like I, I looked at Jeff, and like, I said, I, you're going, I, the name is familiar. I'm probably going to visually see you, and it's going to remind me. But it's very difficult for me to like remember everybody. It's a, I'm not like, offended. I'm a, it's okay. Yeah, right. So it's, it's like you know, I've been yeah. 20 Plus, years in it, Hollywood. No, I do the same shit. So I and not name, only that, name, inhibiting copious is, amounts of cannabis. I'm sure yes. didn't help. Yeah, right. Your name has right. come up repeatedly yes. on this podcast. So. The, so, at the end of the day. So Jeff. So basically, if you used to in a minute, so you can kind of tell the story yourself, but. Um, you know, used to work in WCW. Then all of a sudden, you called me one day to do uh, this thing that you were doing for GoFundMe, mm-hmm. right? Kickstarter, Kickstarter, which I thought was hilarious. I had a great time, and I really got to see another part of you. And then we lost contact. Then all of a sudden, we hadn't talked in around 
10, 15 years maybe or something like that. And then we reconnected and then just kind of going, you know, I looked you up on Wikipedia and a couple interesting things, which I didn't even know because we hadn't talked in so long. First of all, is that I guess you had sent a letter to some guy in a stu- who's like a studio head, and you can tell the story yourself, mm-hmm. uh, that, like you wanted a job or something like that. And then you actually got into the movies, and then you asked, started producing some of them, and, it, and in a minute you can tell what, what those movies were. But um, this is our boy, Jeff Katz. So give us your backstory, Jeff. Yeah, well, it's, hey, great, great to see you guys again. Glenn, I remember you pretty fondly. Uh, uh, you know, you were closer to Madden, as I remember it, obviously, uh, right. but always a fun sort of ball buster. I have nothing but positive memories of you. And obviously, Conan, you, you know, my affinity towards you. Because we were me, me and Conan, Madden, Jeremy, you know, we were like the only guys in Jared. Kind of, the, we're the only guys that kind of commiserated with the, the internet guys. Not true when I was there. Maybe later. That was after I was gone. Because Borash right. and Chad Damiani, because by the time I left to go to college, because I started in... I guess my break really, I was a talk radio host in Detroit when I was 15. At the time, wrestling was cold. 15? Yeah. So you I was were I, doing talk radio at 15? So they put me on like the Today Show, and I got a lot of, I did all the press that you would go do to promote Why did it. you, like, let me hit. Did you have a backstory before that? Like, were you famous? Like, or, 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 well, why, why, how did you get these gigs? There was an article in the Free Press, the Detroit paper, uh, about. Um, did you ever see? Are you a Howard? That's where you're from, Detroit. Yeah, hardcore. Okay, okay go ahead. Hardcore. That's so, that's, 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 that's the Moore territory. Uh, yes, it is indeed. But I had drinks with Scott when he was here, maybe <laughs> yeah, a year yeah. ago. The Moore territory. Yeah, he's a you know, he's like a, Windsor is where you go to drink when right, you're 19. Yeah, so yeah. 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 Uh, and your first real strip club experience is in that case when it's really right. you know. An important time in your life to quick, do that. Just, well, quick thirty second sidebar. Mm-hmm. When we used to go to Detroit, we had no idea that you could just go up downtown Detroit and go across the bridge and go to Windsor and like all these bars. We'd been there like for four, five straight years and just hung out at the landing, the landing. Yeah, the landing strip, strip, of like, course, oh, yes, classic, yeah. like, We stayed up on the airport like Romulan, yes. the, the, the shitty little area that had the. The, the the Bob Evans was like uh, the, the <laughs> you know, and like the, the, the bro, no lie, right? And then yeah. all of a sudden, there was like, wait a second, we can we'll go across the bridge and there's like clubs, strip joints, bars, something. It's literally right across the bridge. We casinos, like, everything. Yes, casinos, great. everything. We we're like, what, what what were we doing this whole? Why were we not coming here? You know, it was like crazy. I don't understand I how know. Nash allowed that to happen, particularly. I, I, like, it's, he knows it's better. Very, it's very That's bizarre, you know. So yeah. much. But yeah. yeah, no, I don't have like a really like I you know you referenced Conan me writing Bob Shea when I was a kid. I was at like a dinner party. I, I'm from a really small town in suburban Detroit. My next door neighbor growing up was the family of Sam Raimi, who did you know Evil Dead and is actually has Doctor Strange coming out in like a month or so. Um, and Bob Shea, who created founded New Line Cinema, most famous at this point, Lord of the Rings, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. When I was growing up. Austin Powers, so on, Boogie Nights, which obviously has some relevance to you, Glenn. Uh, and, you know, I had, was at a dinner party with my parents that his dad happened to be at, and I just kind of charmed him. I made a bet with him and ultimately won the bet, and he had to send my letters to Bob. So that started that. Uh, and then actually, you know, after I had done radio, and I was the only one at the time that would put wrestling people on, because wrestling was cold. So Zane Bresloff, particularly, the late, great Zane Bresloff, I think we yep. all agree, very underrated in terms yeah. of his impact on the business, both for WWF and WCW. Great red hair, too. Really, yeah, really a crazy-looking kind of guy. Right. <laughs> a wonderful dude. Yeah. And a guy I owe a lot and to. And his son. Did you know his son? 
You know, I don't know that I actually ever met his son. Yeah, his son was that. very cool too. Yeah, yeah, I don't know but... that I ever met him. A wonderful dude who's been, you know, gone, unfortunately gone for a long time now. And I think at some point deserves to be talked about more because you really look at from WrestleMania three to WCW's hot run. Like Zayn's there for that stuff in a, in a yeah. pretty big role. Um, but so then, you know, had done that and would have, I had Sherry on, I had, you know, they sent me when they did the Hogan Flair retirement match in 94. And I was the only one at that press conference that knew the storyline and fed it. And so that caught Eric's eye. And so was able to build some relationships up through that. And, and, and oddly enough, when I, you know, post even WCW, when I finally dropped out of college to go move to LA and intern and ultimately got hired at New Line where I interned. Uh, when I called in my chip with Bob Shea, who I had been writing you know, since the eight or whatever in that party, uh, WCW carried a lot of weight because at the time inside the uh, sort of Time Warner system, it was kind of a rougher period. And what WCW was doing on TNT was something they were still crowing about. So it actually served me well and bought me some extra credibility to where I, you know, I dropped out of school, moved out to LA, arrived on my 20th birthday, interned six months, 40 hours a week for free and, you know, never looked back. was an exec by 24 and kind of got to go from there. Very, very fortunate. And at a studio, frankly, that allowed you to do that. Today would be a lot harder. That's funny. Like the actual, the actual line, an exec by 24. was very crazy. Yeah, it was very (laughs) Now, what what movie did you work on, Jeff, that people would be familiar with? All sorts of high-class material. At this point, actually, I'm most known in town probably for putting Deadpool together, and that was originally edited at New Line, brought it to Fox because I had been poached to go to Fox, and I actually quit in a very major factor beyond some health shit uh, um, over the handling of how they were – huge fights over Deadpool. But putting that This is what I always Ryan thought about over, Deadpool, Jeff. This is what I always thought about Deadpool. Now, when I was young, I used to read comics – I don't anymore, but when I was younger, I did. And one of the ones I used to read was Spider-Man. And I always felt, did you read comic books or no? Ton. I wrote a book for DC, in fact. I was a big, I, okay. Not anymore. I'm like you. I'm a le- similar to wrestling where it's like, I, I don't, I, I, I kind of know what's going on in the larger right. world, but I don't go to the store every week. All right. So let me ask you this question. I want to see if you agree or disagree. I've always felt this. I was a huge, huge uh, Spider-Man fan, the comic book. Okay. And I always felt that when they brought him to the movies, he was kind of like a nerd because Spider-Man was kind of funny. Like he'd tie you up in webbing and say, you know, if the phone rang, he's, oh, he can't come here. He's all tied up and mm-hmm. little goofy shit like that. And he'd leave. He was always kind of like a smart ass where I always felt like the first guy, whatever his fucking name was, he was just kind of like a fucking nerd. And I always felt like Deadpool is what Spider-Man should have been. It's well, it's a, as I remember it from the comics, particularly. It's kind of a mix of the two because he's is a, you know, Peter Parker's a nerd. Spider Man right. is kind of his id. But the right. trick to me was always, at least as I always read it in Marvel, Spider Man always Sp- Spider Man could win. Peter Parker had to lose was right. basically the way it would yeah, work. Spider Man was cool. I, I've got a great analogy. Yeah, and I came up with this a little while back, and I, I never brought this up. I've got the perfect analogy, in my opinion. Okay. Right. Of the, the the Spider-Man Deadpool thing. Spider-Man is a, a – what do you call it? Um, what's his – Jesus Christ, I can't believe I forgot that. Okay. I can't believe I forgot this. Is the, it bigger the, than the, a bread box? No. I can't believe I forget. The, the fact that I forget – okay. Um, Deadpool is Larry David, Kirby Enthusiasm. Spider-Man is – Seinfeld, Seinfeld, George Costanza, Seinfeld, Seinfeld. 
Okay, I can't believe I couldn't remember that name. It's like Spider-Man and Seinfeld and like Deadpool's Larry David. It's like the edgy version of Yeah, that's like, fair. One's network like, you know, television, like a, one is cable. Right, right, exactly. Exactly. Then that that's it's what you got. It's like he's, he's a dirty, crass stuff that like, you know, they're like that's not network TV, but it's cable TV. You know, I mean, they're that, keeping him R as they they're putting him into the, right. the main timeline. And as far as I understand, they're keeping him R. Uh, yeah, uh, which is going to be interesting. Um, but I, I can't believe I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember Jerry Seinfeld's name. <laughs> How dare you? As, as we said, there's a CTE <laughs> the element other, there. I think the scheme of the right, right, yeah. <laughs> I can connect you to Marcellus Wiley. He knows a good lawyer yeah, in right. this area. He can hook you up. <laughs> yeah. It's a good. Oh, we're, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Conan. I'm... Yeah. So, um, so, uh, but, oh, yeah, and the other thing, and the other thing that I was reading, which I found very interesting, is that you were very adamant, and you were absolutely correct. Of keeping Ryan Reynolds on as the Deadpool, right? It was. I mean, I, yeah. That so we had done Blade Three at New Line, and I was not an official exec on it, but I ended up kind of helping out a bit because um, Kale Boyder, who was the exec, excuse me, Academy Award nominee, Kale Boyder now thanks to Dune, which is fucking hilarious. Uh, who I took to like WrestleMania twenty one. Uh, um, you know, we we were friends, and he knew I knew the genre stuff. And I had played a role in getting Triple H cast in that already. And Ryan was one of those, like at New Line, the great tradition was we would kind of break you until we couldn't afford you anymore. Like, so Jim Carrey, you know, back when he got 7 million for the first time, I think for the mask and Dumb and Dumber, like we did, that was New Line, right? But generally speaking, you hit a point, Will Ferrell and Elf, and then you hit a point where we're not going to pay you 20 million. I was an exec on Iron Man back in the day when it was at New Line. I've known Feige for years, a great dude, could not happen to a better guy. But we worked on that when he was working for Avi Arad, and we were going to do the movie with Tom Cruise and Steven Spielberg. Now, from what I understand, I believe Tom Cruise Iron Man is showing up in Doctor Strange, which is hilarious. So I will go see that because that is literally that's the Iron Man I worked on. Um, but the PNL on that movie, the profit and loss statement, what you would use to green light the movie, the studio would could never you had to make like in 2003, 500 domestic. Probably like you just you your studio would never, ever be able to make money off of that system. And so New Line's sweet spot was not in that realm. It's why we, you know, we were the finalists for Transformers and I lost to Spielberg because they recognized to their credit, they were correct. We would never spend the same amount of money at the same scale. Lord of the Rings, that gamble was a bit of an aberration. Um, and, and we were in a different spot. So Ryan, as it happened, was kind of one of our in-house players. We had Done a bunch of stuff with him. Great dude. Phenomenal guy. Um, and we had, had him in Blade 3. And Wesley Snipes was a fucking nightmare. Like, Triple H had to go and escort the director to go to the... But I've always read Wesley Snipes. I got, always been a nightmare, Dr. Right? Wesley Snipes, yes. Dr. I, Dr. Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes. Yes. All right. I, I've got, Jeff, 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 I've got you here. I've been wanting, I wanted, I've been wanting somebody like you to come on the show. No, no, just like just, just like you in that. Yes, go ahead. I want to know, right? So you, what is the? Have you been in creative meetings and rep professional? Like, did you did you book wrestling? Yes. So I actually okay, no, no, yeah, off, yeah, yeah. okay. But here's I, 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 I just, yes. I, just yes or no, right? Yes. So yes, okay. Here's what I want to know: What are the differences like in creative meetings for like you know Iron Man and stuff, everything, and creative ruins meetings were like weekly wrestling where it's a booking meeting this week we have to produce content sure but i'm on the i'm on the creative team for iron man and we have just a lot of discussions here where you have 
a long form view of how we're going to produce this. We're going to put like, like long form. What explain the differences and what what do you, what format did you did you like better? So I was very lucky in that when I was hired by Bischoff, and speaking of, if any of you ever talked to him, because I don't have his info, if he's yes. at, I tell him if he's in L.A., I'd love to buy him lunch. Because He's in Wyoming. He's on our show a lot. He's on our show like three, three times a year. Okay, next time you talk to him, let him know if he's out in L.A. for TV stuff with Hervey or whatever. I'd love to buy him lunch to say thank you, because I, I owe Bischoff oh. a lot. He, I really That was a, a big thing in my career. And so, to your point, I, you know, when I was hired by Eric originally, Zane really originally introduced me to Jimmy Hart. Zane Breslock. For yes. me, they don't know. Okay. Uh, and so Jimmy Hart, they had come to Detroit. It was a Hogan Invader were headlining, I think, at Kobo. Zane had arranged for me to go sit with Jimmy Hart and discuss my creative ideas. I'm like 16, something like that. So I'm wow. like over the moon. Um, and and, so and, and Eric had on, a lot of respect for Zane's. Yes, he did. That thing I carried right. a lot yes. of so, so you're right. Yeah, of course. Okay. Uh, and so when Eric – and then Eric had met me. He had heard of me already, met me then at the Hogan Flair press conference where literally I'm the only one that knew the story. They had done like a Tanya Harding storyline. And so what I had – and Ali was there. So I got to go meet Ali and my dad – I'm 15. So my dad got to meet Ali, which was great. I'd love to be able to do that. Um, but Bischoff you know, loved that I fed them stuff that they could use on TV and the promo. Pat Flair cut a promo on me. It was fucking great. Um, and so – by the time I had lost the radio show, uh, you know, I had always stayed in touch with Zane. So from even when Eric flew me to LA, so Eric, had, I'm 16. He won't fly me to Atlanta That's by myself. I, this whole thing is fascinating. It was crazy. Your age, yeah. Because um, at the time, like in wrestling, we would look at like kids and like just be dismissive. You know, that's just the, the nature of the, the macho man to think of this business. You know, but there's a good tradition of it. If you look right, at it, right. Heyman, Heyman started young. Cornette started young. Uh, there was a guy, Brandon Baxter, I think was his name in Memphis. He was young. Um, there's, you know, there's a, there is a, a bit of a history to that being there. And I like they literally had to fly my mom out with me to the meeting to hire me, which was hilarious. I have a thing; it's framed in my kitchen. <laughs> Jamie Engel sending me a thing like enclosed our tickets for you and your mother to come. It's hilarious. Uh, and so I, I, you know, I was able just from the. No, very but let me ask you a question: When wrestlers yeah. would see you backstage, would they ask, "What the fuck are you doing here?" No, you guys were always cool to me because Nash and Hall. From my first show, my first show was Fall Brawl in Winston Salem. Right. I wanted to meet Nash because I knew he was a Detroit guy. And right, we're very provincial people. I'm sure you guys have seen that before. If you can't, <laughs> if you can't see the free press I, shit hung up, hung up behind me. I'll, I'll, uh, put, I'll put put in perspective. Depend on who you met. Guys like me and Conan and everything, we probably would have been cool with you. Older guys, like the old, you know, they, they probably would have been like me. great. But probably, but it's funny because Conan. Conan, like like you were 15, 16 years old, to put things in perspective, Conan was getting Russo's kids high when they were 15 years old. And they're, they're back behind the, Is back that why he the found religion? Is that what happened there? Wrestling. Wrestling. <laughs> so, well, I will say one of the things I like about this show, because I do generally follow the business. I listen, you guys and Cornette on YouTube. It's like, like That's generally how, how I get the stuff. You're the only one of the shows where in the middle of like – whether it's wrestling talk or political talk, whatever, I'll suddenly hear someone take a bong rip. And I love that. <laughs> I appreciate that. That's, that's uh, cool. 
I think it's a nice feature that you don't get on most mainstream. That's tremendous. I digress. But no, so I, I, from when I got hired early on, I said to Eric in the first meeting, I always wanted to, to be involved in creative. And he was like, someday, some, you know, they, they were planning. He always had the broadcasting thing and some writing stuff in mind for me. They were planning to do a game show for TNT that never got off the ground. That was like double dare, but WCW license. They wanted me to host that and whatever. Um, and then just over time, you know, like I said, to your point, like I, my first show there, I go to meet Nash. I say, hey, you know, I'm from Detroit. I hear, where are you from? He goes, I'm from Trenton. Where are you from? I'm like, I'm from a little town called Franklin. It's like Birmingham, Bloomfield area. He goes, rich fuck. And just walks up and we've been friends ever since. Uh, and so once Nash and Hall took a liking to me, you got to remember also like NWO super hot. So they're, it's, it's, it's like, um, you know, I used to be 300 pounds and I dated tremendously well at 300 pounds and people would look at me and be like, how the fuck are you doing? And the reality is that when you date an attractive woman or a celebrity or whatever, and other women see it, it's like Pete Davidson. Okay. Or Lyle Lovett back in the day, they go, God, he must have something. Something's got to be going on there. And I need to know what it is, right? It's the same fucking thing here. Pardon my French. I don't want to bleep you on YouTube because I did I did hear you guys talking about that the other day. Uh, uh, where, oh, wait, the NWO got Hall and Nash and Bischoff think this guy's got something. Okay. And that's why Hogan, Flair, uh, the, always treated me great. Um, the best compliment I ever got in wrestling, I uh, was at a dinner with Nash, Kevin Sullivan, Mike Graham, Savage, and I don't even remember what the hell it was I said that was a creative note, but Savage looked at me, and he got a gleam in his eye, and he pointed, and he went, he gets it. He gets it. And to me, that was like, because you know, Randy was a quirky guy, didn't necessarily let everybody, I mean, we weren't close. Super quirky. Right, so to get that from Randy to me, I was like, okay. And so all I'll say to answer your question in long-winded disco, is that by the time I got to Hollywood, to be honest, the the, the the shit I learned in wrestling served me so – it gave me such an advantage. I'm, I'm, aware, I'm aware of that, I'm aware, but I want to go but, a little bit deep. I want to yeah, go okay, but development-wise, it's the same shit. I want to go down a little bit, yeah. little bit deeper, a little bit deeper. Please. <clears throat> Professional wrestling, you know, we, we come back on, you know, Monday, Tuesday, TVs. Wednesday, we fly in, you know, early morning. We get in like 9, 10 o'clock. 1 o'clock in the afternoon, we got to beat the Hilton. We got to sit. We got to book TV for, 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 for next week. We're in there for like six, seven, eight hours, right? And it's, you know, you're on a time crunch because you got to figure out everything for, for this week. Right. What's the difference in creative meetings for like like Iron Man? Okay. You so thinking? your situation, what you're describing is more is more likely to happen when you're actually doing rewrites in production, which you'd really like to avoid. It happens pretty frequently at this point, unfortunately, uh, for a variety of reasons. And that's where you're on a bit more of a time pressure to be like, we got to turn around pages. We got to turn around the orange colored pages to get this to the actor, to get there. Th you know, because by that point, you have so many cooks between filmmaker, particularly if you're working with a movie star, actor. Sometimes you get lucky, okay? Um, Hugh Jackman, greatest fucking guy, like, like, oh, mention a half, like, easy to work with. Other times, you get not so lucky and you get, um, I worked with a guy named Liev Schreiber who plays Ray Donovan. On yeah, Liev Schreiber, yeah. Right. So, fine actor, right? But like... Voiceover guy, too. Yes, a ton of HBO sports. <laughs> right. right. He yeah. looks like, like Robert Rude. Yes. He does, I can see it. Yes, as a matter of fact, I can see it. Except Robert Rude's a very nice guy. 
Uh, are you talking yeah. about Jeff? Are, are you talking about the X Men Orange Origins uh, Wolverine yes, movie, which was a nightmare production? I was going to say, and, how, how did you feel yeah. back back then that they kind of uh, gave Deadpool no, no no voice? They they was why I quit. Was a, the major factor. Like, why give me an example. That's what gotcha. I want to hear a nightmare production. Yeah, sure. What's the difference between a nightmare production and, and a good and a good? Because like you okay. know, I, okay. So my no my so my first movie, uh, I was very lucky uh, when I wrote Bob Shea, the thing that Conan was referencing when I was eight, is because I wanted to make Nightmare on Elm Street movies. I loved Freddy, Jason, Michael, loved all that shit growing up, and I think that they're the crossover between that and wrestling fandom. There's a lot there. Um, if you watch the show, that Glenn, I'll send you the link to the thing that I that I booked ages ago. Like very horror, you could see the 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 the, the impact of that. Right. Um, you also did Jason versus Freddy, right? right? So I was going to say, so my first movie is Freddy versus Jason, and that's like I'm I'm getting promoted and made off of the childhood dream. Like you got to be, and then it works. It, I think it's at, at one point it was the highest horror opening of all time, but not anymore. I don't know where it's probably still top ten or something like that. But it, with inflation, I have no idea where it is. But like, I want to, I want to, I want to. We're leaving out details here. Yeah, yeah. I still want to go back and like, okay, how do you, you know, we're saying, oh yeah, I worked on Nightmare Freddy. All right, how how does that process work? How do, how did you get like you know? Well, that like, was what, like, that like, was a unique. You're, one. You're, like, Conan, you're, this is in your honor, by the way. You're, you're, yeah, thank pro- you. You're, you're producing. Your you're producing a show. Let me get this in your honor. You're, you're writing it. You got a team. Like Viva la I want to know baby. what I want to know what the process is. How many days it takes? How many hours a day? Like compared to sure. what I've done. Right. So, so Freddy ahead. versus Jason. I read the first draft of when I was a freshman in high school. Okay. That's how long movies in development for. You're 10 15 years, years old, six, 15, 16 years. So 15. I'm literally. I bought it at the Motor City Comic Con. I got to spend, spent the day with Ox Baker and Killer Kowalski. <laughs> By the way, the Undertaker. <laughs> I saw clips. Of his, he is aging into Ox Baker. Wait, wait, time out. You're 15 years old. You're ninth grade. You're spending the day with Ox Baker and, and Killer Kowalski. Kowalski. Yes. Under what premise? I go to the Motor City Comic Con. And back in the day, I can't imagine they still exist, but there was a place in Boston called Pick's Poster Seller. And they would sell, this was, I cannot imagine the profit margins on this. Someone would slip them every hot in development script in town. They would run however many copies necessary, sell them for 10 bucks a piece. And I mean, it's like 99% margin or whatever and clean up. And so I would go buy screenplays. So that's where I bought the first draft, the Peter Briggs draft of Freddy versus Jason. Um, well, I didn't even know it, that existed. Yeah, and as it happens, um, Kowalski and Ox Baker, they're signing, and no one's talking to them. And so I befriended them. There was another guy, a guy named Tom Ouellette, who was a Michigan, Detroit area wrestling fan as well. And we befriended him, and they were great. And they were phenomenal. So this is basically like my visual picture is. There's like the Virgil moment at the autograph signing where nobody's <laughs> yes. talking to him. Yes. It's like you're so kind. It's like because you come out and he finds out that you're like in the movie production and everything, he becomes friends with you or like you've got your in. No, I'm at 15. I'm I'm a little like nebbish little high school kid. Like my dad's, I think, picking me up from the comic con at the end of the day. Uh, but they were great. And it's you know, you would go and see like Tom Savini, FX Master. Great Genius word nebbish. Like, I use, my dad used to use the word nebbish. So fine. Listen, we okay, did, right. It's in New York. Right? So it's a, Brooklyn, you're nebbish. My dad's from Brooklyn. It's, it's a Jewish right. perennial. It works a neb- anywhere. Neb- a nebbish is a is a, is a pussy. 
So I, but I, but I basically, it's sort of like a you're Woody Allen. I'm going to call him JF. People need to just bring that word back into wrestling. They said it. Nebuch- How has MJF does not use MJF the word Nebuch- Nebuch- yeah, Absolutely. That's, I was a great that. that's a great a Nebuch- word, by the way. He should be called Bill Nebuch- Yes, yes, he should. Of course. Absolutely, He's the guy right? I most need yeah. to see. I've seen a little of him, and as a Jew, I, I mean. Oh, you'd, you'd love him. I, everything yes, I've seen is great. He seems right up my alley. He should be called Ebony Nebuch. He should absolutely. That's <laughs> like when Regal, I said this the other day, I was doing audio commentaries for one of my things, and I brought up, I used the word pots. And I was like, I think Regal dropped pots once or twice. And I don't know that it's PC, but like, that's a great fucking insult. And I miss that, like, um, that guys should be, like, particularly like MJF and Neville, like, guys should be looking yeah. for fresh stuff like that. One of my own anyway. roommates here in Vegas had a great cut down, could call people, could call guys pickles. Yeah, oh, like, it's at least an original. <laughs> like, a, like a pickle, you know. That's a New York thing, too. So, so. I knew it was a kosher pickle in that case. <laughs> It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So guess what it's time for, Conan? What up? It's time for us to put over our friends at uh, Legacy Subs and our buddy Nick Alves. And Mickey James. Right. So if you're having trouble keeping up with the sardonic wit and intellectual prowess of Conan... You may need to fuel your brain with the vitamins, nutrients, and nootropics it needs to function at its highest level. So I'm very concerned about uh, about the way they're portraying you, Conan. That like you know that that legacy subs is a is a, is a supplement that people You're can using me as an example as, as it would be as smart as you, kind of right. So, so that's why they're recommending that you try out Total Mind from our friends at Legacy Subs. Total Mind is specifically designed to enhance cognitive function and memory with a blend of ingredients including the, the nootropic DMAE, which has also been shown to reduce cognitive decline and is even linked to the prevention of dementia. Well, I'll tell you what, they should sell this to Joe Biden. Total Mind is available now along with all the other high-quality supplements offered by Legacy Sports Nutrition at LegacySupps.com. Their Test-X, which is Testosterone Booster Recovery PM Sleep Aid, are the best sellers and for good reason. They work, and they do work. We use these products here at K100. We're loving the results. Right, Joe? 
Yeah, I uh, so show you. So this is yeah, yeah. We don't. We're not okay. going to be hearing from. We're not no, going to suspend sorry. you during the ad, Joe. So you can you, you can talk to... about your your experience with, uh, with 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 legacy subs. Well, I've I started taking a legacy shredded stack about four to six weeks ago, and as as I said to Nick when he was last time he was on the show, I've actually lost 20, 25 pounds. You know, you take the Test X nine, the X Lean, which is the fat burner, and the Recovery PM, which helps you sleep at night. So, I uh, I have nothing but good things to say about the product since I've been taking them. I finally dropped, you know. About 25 pounds that I wanted, getting rid of the spare tire there, and I feel very energetic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the, well all the supplements are good, but the one they're, they're promoting this week is Total, Total Mind. Mind. Yeah. If you want Total Mind, as always, use code K100 for, for 10% off your entire order, and that in turn helps support the show. It's time to level up with Legacy. That's K100 for 10% off your order at L E G A C Y S U P P S dot com. Total Mind is the product that we're going to try this week. And let me tell you something. A lot of you people that listen to the show that are critics of mine, I think that you should try this Total Mind because I think you're misguided. Total Mind will get your cognitive thinking in the correct the correct direction and you will start seeing me as the genius that I am. And make, and make sure you give your brain all the nutrients, vitamins that it needs. Check it out at Legacy Subs. Boom. Yo, we're back with friend of the show, baseball expert, ex-baseball player, Josh Towers, with our predictions. And um, uh, who did we have? Do you remember who we had last time in the World Series, Josh? Who you picked? I think we were going to repeat, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah, I think you were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I picked I picked the Braves. Let's, let's, let's just reestablish that. That that's, I didn't pick yeah, that. That's, that's, a, that's a fact, yeah. <laughs> I, I picked the Braves. Every, okay, bro, bro, last year was so um, – uh, I, like out of the box for for a for a, a, a sports team because like the Braves were like out of the picture at, at the halfway mark they're like th- three and a half four and a half games out and they their best player gets hurt because they lose think about know. the amount of money think about the amount of money that the price that you could have got the Braves on it at like in March April yeah like, like they were like eighty to one or something like oh, that insane so. But what they did was it's like completely opposite of what sports teams have grown accustomed to do in the past few years or past decade, basically, is instead of just tanking, they 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 loaded up and, and took a shot. And you know, they got Solaire, they got a you know, um Rosario. Rosario had one of the most incredible National League Division series I've ever seen a player have. It's just ridiculous how hot he was. But and they went out and they, they won the World Series. And like I I it can't happen so fast. I barely caught on as a Braves fan because I really wasn't paying attention to that that much. Next thing I know, they're in first place. They're they flipped the Mets like five, ten games on the Mets in like two weeks, and they were in first. And yeah, but started you, paying attention. I mean, Go ahead. You got to keep in mind, and it's not going to be the same this year. But you got to keep in mind, like the Mets, we knew we're going to tank. Like we mm-hmm. knew that we made so much money on the Mets tanking last year, so we were never worried about them. The Marlins checked themselves out early. Atlanta didn't even hit expectations at all in the first half, but Philadelphia didn't want to do anything either. And so everybody just kind of like just went in idle mode and Atlanta just was like, Oh, you're just going to give us the opportunity to get healthy and not run away. Cool. We'll pick up a dude here. We'll pick up a dude there. And then next thing you know, all the guys, the pitchers, everybody gets healthy. It was crazy. It was, it was like a perfect storm for them. And then the yeah. postseason was just beautiful. Let me ask you last year when we did our, our baseball preview, uh, it was the COVID year. And, so, and you were kind of like, Everybody's kind of like pass they go like the award is gung ho going into it. I, I knew you like research wise, you really didn't. We kind of like you know, hey, can you do baseball previews? Like yeah, sure, but but this year I think you like you sound like you're kind of motivated and uh, and you're ready to go. You go out of here this year because two years ago, bro, it was incredible how, how good you did. You know, you, you had like I think five out of six division winners. Yeah, you called oh, the World Series. Ever, ever I mean, yeah. it was just incredible. So yeah, so let's start off with the Ameri- 
let's let's do what we do last year. We'll start off. Uh, we'll do all our picks, uh, each division, and um, and then we'll. Can do I say picks. this, Josh? Before oh, we sure. even start, there's a very good chance that Toronto, New York, Tampa Bay, and Boston all make the playoffs. That's incredible. Well, well let's start with the American League East, okay? Um, Josh, what do you look at the ball? I mean, Baltimore stinks, so these guys get to play them a lot this year. What? Uh, but what? What about this? This, yeah. this division. Uh, Conan, uh, if it was last year and we had this extra team, Toronto would have been made the extra team in, just like the Cincinnati Reds were, which is crazy to see how Cincinnati tanked when they would have made the playoffs in this year's format. But Toronto would have been the team. So last year, all four would have. And usually I would say that that's not that's – not yeah, Explain explain the playoffs this year. We added an extra team the, right. Sides. Right. So, so we have an extra – we have 10 now, 6, 7, whatever we have. Um, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. So now we have 6. We have 12 now. Um so again, just looking at last year's schedule and last year's standings, Toronto would have made it and Cincinnati would have made it, which is crazy. But I, I, usually, I would say, Conan, I would say no chance four teams are going to make it. But when you look at the other divisions, it's tough um, because Cleveland. I mean, they're they're maybe a five hundred team. They're close to it, right? And, and then you look down and you go, okay, can Seattle? Can they do the same thing again? That was pretty impressive what they did. I don't know if they can. But what do you think of that name, Cleveland Guardians? Nothing. I think the Guardian. I just I understand why they did it. They went back to the beginning of time, and that was the original name. So I mean, it's 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 historic for sure. It's just it's just we, hard for me to grow up my whole too. life as the Indians, and now they're the Guardians over some political yeah. bullshit. Because we're, we're, we're fifty, we're right. fifty. It's not like it's like we're, they, we're totally accustomed. Bro, to it. they like, could you know, do that. Yeah, right. They could do that to that Atlanta Braves too. No, 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 and, and it, which is crazy that they haven't even asked or thought about. I, I agree with you; they could. They, it's it's kind of crazy the different things they can do. Um, but I'll jump back in. I think Toronto wins uh, the East. I, really? I just, yeah. I listen. They got a strong team, bro. Yeah, they're good. Uh, Tampa. I, you know, you guys know I love Tampa and I love Kevin Cash, but I just can it continue to, to can it continue to work? Can it have no starters that do anything? And then you use forty eight different relievers that all throw a hundred. You just don't give up runs, and then. You plug. I get such a it's such a weird format, and they've been so good at it, and he's so good at managing. But I just don't know if they have it this year with the personnel to start off, and and then they go and trade Austin Meadows last night, and I don't understand that move either. Um, so you know, obviously losing Robbie Ray, who was a Cy Young winner, and Simeon is the big deal. But bro, they added Matt Chapman, they got Guerrero, right? But that's they my point. You, you, what, what, they added and what they got back, like you got rid of Robbie Ray, but you added Gosman, so you upgraded. Right. I don't care if right. Robbie Ray won the Cy Young. You upgraded by adding Gosman. He's way more consistent, and he's pitched in this division before, so it, it's not that's nothing new to him. It's old hat, right? right? I, I'm, I think this is a no-brainer. Okay, I'm taking Tampa Bay again. They won this division by eight games last year. That's solid. I don't see. Do I mean, if, if these teams are good enough to make a big well, game, well, the whole team guys, does you know, return basically. No. Yeah, they were they oh, were plus two hundred and six runs wait, last year in right wait, Who's whole team? Tampa Bay's whole team isn't returning, isn't it? Almost the whole starting rotation is different. They just traded Austin Meadows out. Now it's completely different. Yeah, but they just but they're just they just substitute numbers. They do they like do. like you know they get another guy that's got good numbers in there. Just you know, I, I just like the way they. That's my. Point. I actually don't like the way they they play because it's it all metrics. And can you find enough guys to continue to do that with? That's the whole thing, man. It's such right. a again the format. Well, I, I'm I'm very yeah, excited who, who, to see. I, I'm be, about. Let me ask you this: Who are you picking? Are Are you excited to see what Wander Franco can do with the entire season? 
I just like when we have new young stars in our game, and hopefully they're good for the game, right? We need more Mike Trouts and Bryce Harpers. And if Wander's it, if Julio Rodriguez and Seattle's it, like I'm I'll so just Mike Trout is Mike Trout beat up at 30? Bro, when's the last time he's played a full season? Yeah. I, that's that's my point. It's like Anthony Davis. He's they like got the great. two best players, Otani and Trout. They're both 30 years old or something like that, and they're both always hurt. Well, yeah. he's like Anthony, he's like Anthony Davis in basketball. The guy's like if he could ever get in a World Series, he'd probably be or, awesome. But it's like, yeah, he's too or, hard to or get. Or my the boy, like, or know, my so. boy in San Diego, Tatis is always fucking hurt. Let me ask you a question, Josh: Is Tatis good for the game, in your opinion? I, I don't think he's as good as everybody thinks he is. I, but is really? he good for the game, bro? Really? Let me tell you something. TV wow. ratings wise, when Tatis is like when they were playing the Dodgers, that was entertaining television. But here's like the he was a star. Bro, I saw know? him live. That's yeah, a but, hell of a specimen, there, bro. But, That's a. But, you guys can answer that question better than I can. I mean, coming from your all's background, it's the same thing. Like, there's just certain people who have the it factor. They're just there's just dudes that have it, and they show up. And and like even as a, a player, I'm like, you're aware that Tatis is right there. Right? He just has something about him that his presence is like Conor McGregor. He's made to be a star. Like it, it just it's it's good for him. Otani's made to be a star. It's it's what's in his nature. Tatis just has it, and it's great for the game, and people show up to see him. I don't care if he plays. I just want to be able to see the kid. You guys have it. I'm sure you can name all kinds of wrestlers that are just – there's just something about them that they, – they just it. It just it – just, it is what it is. Yeah. All right. Who, who are you picking that division, Conan? We call it around here the Joe Feeney charisma. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who, do, who are you picking, Conan? Red Sox? Uh, don't do it. They don't have I to have – Bro, I have to go with the red. I'm wearing the shirt. I'm letting you know who's going to be in the World Series. I'm full citizenship, Red Sox and Padres. Yeah. All right, so let's go to the AFC, the American League Central. Uh, the White Sox demolished this division last year by 13 games. And they probably um, will again. Probably will again. I'm, I'm, I'm picking them. You get any, any, anything, any evidence? Bro, they're stacked yeah. and packed with fucking talent from Jimenez to Rodon to fucking Luis Robert to fucking – bro, they're just stacked and packed. That's all I got to say. Who's Rodon? Carlos Rodon? Yeah. He's in San Francisco now. Hey, Did uh, they trade him? No, I think I think it was like – because they weren't going to sign him back last year. He didn't have a job, and then they signed him back, and he had a really good year. So I think it's actually just a free agent. Yeah, that's right. They did. You're right. Yeah. You're absolutely correct. Uh, My bad. You're right. Yeah. I do think the White Sox walk with this division. I really do. But I'll tell you what, I'm not surprised if Detroit beats them. Really? I think Detroit's getting that good that quick. So Detroit is a flaw. Okay, so like if we're if we're betting people, right? Yeah. Right now, we're we're taking the Blue Jays to win the American League East. Right. Probably not betting the Whites. They may put a very small piece on the Tigers at a big price to win this division because the Whites are starting no. worth it. I think they're like I think they're odds on here or something, right? Just go. Let me say this to you real quick. And Conan, don't get mad. I yeah. wouldn't be shocked if Detroit finishes above Boston. Wow. Really? really? I think they're that good. Picked and he just picked up another guy today. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Okay, okay. So we're gonna we're gonna target this team. Uh, the whole thing with Boston is you got Michael Walker and Rich Hill in your rotation, and and no disrespect, but they're they they're they cannot pitch in that division. It's not gonna work. Like the, Rich Hill can pitch in Tampa because of the way Kevin Cash runs a team. I'm only asking you for so much, but you have to carry more okay, innings. Okay, that, I I agree, bro. I 100 percent agree yeah. that penny pinching bullshit they did to get Rich Hill and Watcha and Paxton. But the front end of the rotation, if it's healthy, Evaldi, Sale, and uh, well, Sale's Tanner. Huh? Sale just went on the 60-day, so he's out for like three Really? Months. Fuck. Yeah, he's done. 
Wow, I really am behind. Oh my God! Yeah, so we all, got, we all get the White Sox here, pretty much. But but Detroit is a team to watch. Is a very as a good live dog this year to to watch their start. Um, I'm actually going to bet them to win the World Series, Josh. Put a little piece on that just in case they're good. Listen, they got uh, Casey Mize and, and Tarek Skubal and Manning, and like they got some boys, man. They can throw it. All right, next we got Giolito. Uh, does Seattle or Oakland overtake Houston this year? I've got a dark horse pick uh, in this division. I'm going with a healthy Trout and a healthy Otani as a dark horse in this to, to win this division. See if are they healthy right now? What's going on with it? Um, I'll, don't bet that, but just bet it with me. Don't bet it at the books. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'll take. I'm 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 prognosticating here that that, that Trout and Otani. Together is going to be great TV, and I think they're going to carry this team for a while. Yeah, but again, again, go back in history, man. Go back and look at your Tampa, who you just said is going to win that division. Why is Tampa going to win it, right? Why is the White Sox and and Conan just said it? Why are they going to win it? It's pitching, and the Angels do not have it. You got Noah Syndergaard, who hasn't pitched in two years, and then you got nothing else. Yeah, nothing else. Your bullpen's awful. So you're, I don't care if Mike Trout and Sherwood Town play all year. I don't care if Anthony Rendon plays all year. That'd be great for our game too, by the way, if all three of those dudes can see a full season. The lineup is cool for the first half. Um, and then I get a little bit of a break, but you're pitching. They just don't have the pitching. Now they finally have a division where Astros are dope. They're really good. They're going to walk with the division. Oakland quit and Texas, they're going to be better. We still don't really know. Um, and then Seattle, who is good. They all had pretty career years last year, so it's hard to be that good again, but they're going to be respectful. So if there ever was an opportunity for the Angels to creep, it's this year, but they don't they don't have the pitching. Like, to me, they need to trade Rendon for a couple pitchers. That's what they need to do. Somebody like that, like somebody expendable. Trade Joe Adele or the first baseman, Walsh, whatever his name is. Like, the reason I think they don't. He was actually very good, Walsh. Oh, he's really good. Yeah, and they yes. don't want to trade him. Are you kidding me? I got Shohei, I got Trout, I have Walsh. And then yeah. Rendon top four, like I'm pretty loaded, but I don't have the pitching. And again, Shohei pitched all year last year, which was awesome. Um, and I hope that he can do it again because we saw how good it is for baseball. But again, you got Shohei and a rule that benefits your team. That's the Shohei Otani rule. So it only works for you guys. So it's great. And then keep in mind before yesterday when Noah Syndergaard pitched, he only came out of spring training. He only had 3.2 innings pitched before yesterday. So add two or three, whatever he did yesterday. That's it. So like, and then, so now these guys are going to come and the starters are going to go like four innings out of the gate for the first couple starts. The bullpen's going to get taxed and you can't score enough runs. That's my fear of the Angels. I, I, I just think the thing is that you put two guys that possibly, if you look, if their stats, if they, if their ceilings are like it's, it's, the two, two of the top five players in baseball in the same lineup. Dude, I want Trout to be healthier than anybody. Yeah. And I'm not even an Angel fan, but I just want to see what he can do in a full season again. Conan, who are you taking here in this division? Um, I'm going to have to go with uh, Houston. Okay, so both of you guys got Houston. I got the Angels. Yeah. All right, uh, let's go to the National League. Let's start off with uh, my Braves in the East. No-brainer pick for me. They're lo- that, that I think they improved. I think I think I think they improved. I think well, they improved on what they're getting back with, with what they had with, with the during the run they made. Wait, you're, you what, lost. What, 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 getting back? What do you mean? What are you talking about? Well, you're getting back Ozuna back in the lineup. You're getting Acuna back that's, in the lineup. That's not good for you. Why not? How does he even have a job? I'm just saying, but he's been. You know, it's like I mean, he's back. He's back. What, what do you guys have? Look at his numbers. You know, before he socked Mama in the jaw. What did look at? His, he wasn't doing anything for you guys. He's a liability on defense. His offense slipped. He hasn't hit since Miami. Like I don't think he lasts a full season with you guys. Okay, what about Acuna though? Oh, 
It's one of my favorite players in the game. No, it's the same. We're getting him back. You're getting back well, the number bro, one fantasy Not just base. that. You got Albie. You got Riley. You got Swanson. Right. You got Rosario. You got Chen. The lineup matches with anybody. No, I mean, they, they did last year. That's why they didn't pan it because they knew what they had. And then their, their pitching is young and good. Their bullpen. Here's my. Here's the thing, though. Their bullpen was really good, and they added Jansen. So to me, it got worse. Like crazy to say, really? right? Kenley Jansen got worse. Listen, I don't know what they're doing because I didn't read up on it. But you got Tyler Mazik pitching the eighth, and you got Will Smith pitching the ninth. You think right. Kenley Jansen's going to pitch the seven? No, I don't. And so if they put Kenley in the ninth, you think that Will Smith is going to go pitch the seven? Will Smith already said he, he's, he doesn't. Will Smith already said publicly that he, he's cool with whatever they want to do with him. Right, because he's a great dude, and he's a great team player, and he realizes Kenley and who he is. But that's still, from what he's been doing the last couple of years, to all of a sudden, I'm the first dude up in the bullpen. Yeah, like, so what you're work. saying, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. No, you don't mess with those right. two dudes. That's why you won. You won right. because Tyler Matza came in, and you won because Will Smith came out. You did not give up a run. And then you had Ian Anderson, Minter. who tried to closer, who put him in the seventh, right? So yeah. you, you had, like, you didn't give up runs. It's the, the, the important part of the game. I think right. the Phillies won the division. The Phillies win the division. Let me ask you a question. Okay, because you picked them because you, you like the way Bryce Harper's looking in, in spring training already. I like the did, 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 did the Mets have a chance before the DeGrom? The, no, DeGrom no, injury? no. So, so awesome. even even a healthy DeGrom and Scherzer, the Mets were not in the conversation, you don't think? No, I'll go and I'll, I'll explain to you guys why. Okay. Um, Carlos Carrasco, we still don't know what we're going to get. He, he didn't reach what we thought he would do last year, but he was still coming back, right? So the Carlos Carrasco five years ago with Cleveland, we don't know if he's there. Uh, Chris Bassett was awesome. He's 13-4 and four, uh, last season in Oakland. Now, he's only pitched, I think, two or three games since he took the ball off the face. And that that's – I can't explain to people how much that changes you, your gun shy to where – it's like it's like a fighter. You finally get clipped for the first time when you never got clipped, and now you're like you're hesitant on throwing again. Um, I, I try to tell everybody I was 10 games under 500 in my career as a starter, as a pitcher, I was, I think eight and two in Oakland. Like it's just an amazing place. So that 13 and four going into New York, going in the AL East, it's not the same. And then you got, in my opinion, you're going to have a reluctant Bassett. He's not the guy that's going to do the same thing there. Um, maybe Tyler Magill, right. Uh, I forgot who the other fifth guy. Oh, um, the, the guy who pitched last year was really good for a little bit, and then he faded and died. Like, you just – like, on paper it almost looks good, but it doesn't. So you really had Jacob and Max, and then both these guys – the fact that Jacob DeGrom is hurt now after having all of the second half of last season off to heal himself is, is scary news for baseball. Yeah, it so is because he's he was coming back, and it's like, oh, he's coming back, and he's, Let me he's tell not you even healthy. It's like, that's, yeah, that's brutal. He may, never, at, he may never come back, right? right. I, hope I was looking – It just sucks. Yeah. I'm looking at the Phillies lineup, right? And you're absolutely correct, bro. What a stacked lineup. So they got Harper, Castellanos, yeah. Schwarber, and you add to that Real Muto, Hoskins, yeah. Segura. Then you look at the pitching, which already had Wheeler and Nola, yep. and they they got Hand, Familia, yes. Mel- and, and, bro. And, Corey, and, and Conan, they got Corey Knable. So, yeah. so Familia, Hand, and Corey Knable, they added to the bullpen, which was their – that's why they lost is because they're, they're bullpen. All three have closed. All three have pitched the eighth, and all three have pitched the seventh, and neither one cares who does what. So you right. finally addressed an area that was your Achilles heel, which would have separated you last year, especially when Atlanta had a bad first half. But you didn't because you couldn't finish a game. And then offensively, you add Castellanos, who's really good. And I'm not a Schwarber fan, but throw him in there. You added him. Bryson Stott, a Vegas kid, makes the team. He hit 450 this spring training. He was your first-round pick a few years back. 
So now you have depth in the organization as well. Um, it's just they got a lot, a lot better. They got a deep lineup, which is capable. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They got a deep. I don't think that they're. You, I don't think that they're Atlanta. I, no, I don't. But, but you got to respect what they've done, yeah. and that's a lot of talent, bro. And I think that they're hungrier, and we still got to know we we do. The, the Freddie Freeman effect is big, bro. It really is. They're going to cheer Matty Olson his first time up in Atlanta. It's going to be cool. It's going to be like a welcoming thing, which he need he needs to hear and they need to do. But it's still not the same. Um, and then I don't know how World Series hangovers – I don't know about that. So I, I just think it's going to be tough, and the division's pretty tough. All right. So next we got uh, the uh, Bucks, Cardinals – I mean, uh, the, the Cubs, Reds, Cardinals, Brewers, and Pirates. Uh, every year you pick the Cardinals – um, I think they won. They won one. You know, uh, I kind of like them too. But I last year I picked. I picked Milwaukee. I'm sticking with them this year. I'm going Milwaukee back to back. You beat Milwaukee. That's all I got to say. Carter, what do you got? Uh, I think St. Louis does it again. Um, you know, um, I like their outfield with Tyler O'Neill, Bader, uh, Carlson, who's really good defensively, um, Goldschmidt, Ar- uh, uh, Arenado. Um, they just got a good team, yeah. yeah. And I like Matts, Wainwright, Flaherty. Yeah, Flaherty's going to be out good. like half the year, so they'll get him back oh, in half the year, which is important. But again, Stephen Matts won fourteen last year, so they upgraded there. Miles Michaelis hopefully will have a full year because he was hurt all year last year. Dakota Hudson, yeah, I, I hear you on that too. And then the bullpen's pretty good. I I've been battling with this too because Milwaukee's offense is garbage. And Christian Yelich isn't the guy from when we saw. But their starting pitching is really good. Those three, those that trio of starting pitches it's is ridiculous. ridiculous. Right? They have arguably the best starting five in baseball, and then their bullpen is really good, and they have to do that again. They have to win off that. I don't think they can win 95 again, and the Cardinals won 90 last year. Um, I, like, I feel like this this series, like this, I feel like this comes down to the last series of the year. That's what I feel like it comes down to. But who are you taking? I mean, I – Honestly, like I'm like I'm seriously I'm like 110 both ways. Um, and the Cardinals got a new manager; he's 35 years old too. That's my other nervousness. Um, Pools doesn't do anything for me over there. I think it's going to be hard to beat Milwaukee, but I'm going to go with St. Louis. All right. Yeah. So next we got shockingly. I mean, nobody would have ever thought that the way the Dodgers were stacked last year that they wouldn't have won the division, and they didn't. Giants beat them basically came out of nowhere. Uh in San Diego, epic collapse. They were they were in the mix here and they ended up losing by like twenty eight games. They're a garbage manager, dude. Yeah. And, and like, yeah. no, All right. So I am I'm, I'm gonna go, go with the Dodgers this year just because they got Freddie Freeman. But um and they they're stacked, obviously. But I'm I'm taking the Dodgers in this division. Go ahead, buddy. Let me ask you a question. Do you know who Tommy Dreamer is, uh Josh? Yes, I do. Okay, he's a humongously obnoxious Mets fan. Okay, <laughs> I'm glad the Grom got hurt. Um, he spent most of WrestleMania reminding me, which I disagree with, and I want you to pick here who's correct, that the Padres have no pitching. He said that? Yes. If Tommy really said that, then he has no business ever speaking about baseball. That's all, all right. we want. That we need it. that sound bite. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, what up? Uh, Tell him I said that. But just, just so we're clear, we just talked about how good Milwaukee starting rotation is, and I think Freddie right. Palmer is probably the most underrated player in the game. Um this rotation right here is the best rotation in baseball. You guys, Tommy Dreamer said they have no pitching. 
Joe, yes. you had Hugh Darvis, Joe Musgrove. And this is the thing. You picked up Bob Melvin, by the way, who's way better, and he comes from a, a, a background of using your starting pitching. Um, trust his players. He, there's transparency over with him. He gets to manage. The guy you brought in was just a new guy to managing and really was just trying to do good but didn't really know. was afraid to trust himself. You had six or seven starters last year, Dilson Lament and Paddock, and you didn't know what to do and start this one, piggyback this one. It's the worst thing in the world for pitchers, blah, blah, blah. Now you got you, Darvish, Joe Musgrove, Sean Manaya. Are you absolutely kidding me? Uh, and Blake Snell. Blake Snell, Nick Martinez. You got uh, Dilson Lament, who now you can put as your closer. Your bullpen is loaded, and these guys have had time to like sit in their role. This rotation is arguably the best rotation in baseball to me. Um this is not a team that we thought two years ago was like, oh, my God, this offense is – this is not an offensive team. This team is going to win because their pitching is this the most deep there is. It's unbelievable. And you got yeah. Paddock, I'm not even talking about, who they're trying to trade because he can't figure it out. Well, worst case is I got to go to Paddock at some point. It's a pretty good fallback. Yeah. Well, so who do, you, who do you like in the division? I don't, I'm, I, I don't think anybody can beat the Dodgers. Right. Right. Well, the, <laughs> we thought that last year, though. Like the last year, the Dodgers were like the lock by one. Like you, you know, of all of all six divisions, they, they didn't they didn't even win. Yeah. Like by one game, the Giants win, and everybody had like the craziest career years again, which is nuts. Um, I, I don't care. You can't. JP Ricciardi, uh, the manager, like nobody over there can tell me they saw that coming. Right, bro. Not just that. You already have the deepest lineup in baseball, and then you sign Freddie Freeman. <laughs> Give me a break. Right. Hey, there's, there's got a little got got weaker. That's my that's what makes me nervous about LA. I think that they're still by far the best team, but the starting pitching guy. I mean, Clayton signed back on I think a one year deal. You got Walker Buehler and Urias who are good, but you got Andrew Haney who hasn't been anything in, in LA with Anaheim and and the Yankees. You got Gonsolin. You got Jimmy Nelson who's always seems to be hurt. Like their starting rotation is not deep anymore. Your bullpen's loaded, but are you gonna like? use David Price again, or are you going to use, you know, Tyler Anderson? Like, again, the bullpen is – the bullpen might have got better. Um, starting pitching is the one thing that makes me a little bit nervous. The lineup is the best lineup in the game. So, who so let like- me ask you a question. In the in the American League, who's who gets the first-round buys and who will be the playoff teams? Oh, shit. That's a good question. Uh, what is best record gets the buy? Yeah. yeah. Well, hold on. What does that mean? Uh, so Tampa got it last year, huh? Yep. Got like five games. Yeah, they did. Um, God, that's a good one. I don't know. Honestly, I mean, I don't. I don't. Who do you like okay, in the wild cards? I, I got, I got my, I got, I got mine. I'll throw mine down first. Let's okay, hear, hear my first round buys are White Sox and the Astros. Okay, mm-hmm. and my, it. yeah, and my playoff teams is. Everybody in the American there's six, League. There's six, six, there's six. Uh, what you call it? The wild cards are going to be. Um, how are they doing? Actually, how is the playoffs working this year? Wow. So I would two, assume there's two. There's two guys in each division. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know that. Hmm. I, I don't. I don't, I don't know how it's working this year. Yeah, Let's just know. do. There's going to be six playoff teams. Let's just pick the six. The, the, yeah, it's two first round buys and then four playoff teams. That's how it's going to be. Gotcha. Hmm. Okay, okay, so I got the White Sox and the Astros, and then the four teams are going to be everybody in the American League East. Blue Jays, Rays, Red Sox, and Yankees. We got everybody beating up on each other in the in the AL. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so I got I got Tampa, Detroit, and um, uh, the Angels. Jesus, I don't even know if I can have. Them. <laughs> it's like uh, I guess I'll, I'll say Tampa and 
the Tigers. Oh, who did I pick? The White Sox or the Tigers? Yeah, no, I'm picking the, the White Sox. The White so Sox. Tampa, we the White Sox first. Going on. Yeah, Tampa White Sox first round by, and my other playoff teams are going to be um are going to be the Blue Jays, Yankees, and uh and uh Seattle. Well, actually, Houston, Houston. You think Houston got better? I mean, it's you never really know until like all of a sudden these guys and you after a month into the season you look at these numbers you go like Jesus, who's this guy? He's been like three ten, bro. Fran, you know, Valdez, so Fran, Valdez, Odorizzi, Verlander, or Keating Garcia. Like those, those young, the Valdez or Keenan Garcia are turning into legit major leaguers. JV's back and you throw Odorizian as the fifth spot. Jordan Alvarez might win MVP this year. Like this guy's going to go nuts. Like who? Jordan Alvarez. Right. I feel like their rotation got better. Um, Bro, the, 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 here's the thing. Their core, Bregman, mm-hmm. Altuve, Tucker, mm-hmm. you know, Alvarez, you know the the return of Verlander that could be good and, too. And JV Verlander and Bregman really didn't play last year. JV don't think played at all. And Verlander uh, Bregman was out like most of the time too. Yeah, yeah. so it's like getting two. Yeah, you're right. They, they, they are going to be better. Yeah, obviously losing Carlos Correa is a huge loss, but yeah. uh, that Pena guy is ready to take over at shortstop, which I like. Is that who's going to be? Yeah, Jeremy Pena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so in the National League, I like the um, I think the two buys are going to be the Braves and the Dodgers, uh, and the rest of the playoff teams. I got Milwaukee. I got San Diego, right, and and the Giants, right. That's my best. We're gonna get two for every division, huh? You think we I get mean, like Atlanta, Philly, Milwaukee, St. Louis, and the Dodgers in San Diego? Pretty much, I guess, right? American League's up in the air, but yeah, yeah I think that's what happens. Um, I think the Dodgers for sure have a buy, and I'm telling you, I just I, I, I'm gonna go with Philadelphia. I, I think that they're gonna have. I think they're just gonna have an amazing year. All right. So um, who do you look to, who's your World Series pick? Well, I'm still flipping on the American League too. I don't even. I mean, to me, it's. It, it, I think Houston has a buy, and I think maybe if Toronto wins it, like I think, I think Toronto has a buy. Uh, who do I think is in the World Series? Yep. So Houston and Toronto, Joe, and I think in the National League, my buys is Dodgers and Braves, and my playoff teams is probably Padres, Cardinals, and Phillies. Interesting. Giants uh, get no respect from Conan. No respect from the Giants from Conan. Um, yeah. So, who, so who's your World Series, Josh? Dude, I don't have a clue on who I think is going to the World Series. That's what's crazy. Is yeah. I've like been pretty stern on what I thought in the past. Uh, I'm making it very obvious who's going to the World Series. Yeah. <laughs> right I'm saying Braves and Tampa, and the Braves beat Tampa back to back for the Braves. Dude, they're going to repeat. Yep. After trading the why not? The farm. Why not? Trading the farm for Matty Olson. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> they <laughs> traded the icon. I don't, I don't, bro. Matty Olson's numbers were better than, were better than, significantly better than Freeman's last year. Significantly. Also, in Oakland, he really did. Like I could pitch to we'll him. See. And we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Oakland's what, uh, wild, bro. How wild is Oakland? They again just traded everybody. They we're gonna get them here. Fuck. They're gonna be the Las Vegas A's uh, coming up soon, hopefully. Right? Really. It sounds yeah. like it. it. Sounds like the stadium's going to be over. They, they keep they keep level. coming over here. Bro, you guys for, are going to have heat with the Oakland fans taking all their teams. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah. it's so much of a better experience here. Josh, where can we where can we find you? People want to follow you on Twitter, follow baseball. Uh, a good, very entertaining follow if if you're watching a baseball game and have opinion, have, have some opinions on, on the action. It? Yeah, <laughs> it's completely different. We got money on it. Uh, right. Uh, <laughs> they are two embedded have actually been out. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Started. Um, I, I'm just on Twitter, man, at, at Noto and Josh on Twitter. And then uh, now that baseball's back over there at VEASAN um, here in Vegas, where uh, I'll start being on the air with them 
lot of spots during the week and maybe on the weekends. Some nothing set in schedule yet, but um, yeah. So you be there during during weekdays, like during like early afternoon. Yeah, like today I was over at Circa for a segment from like eleven to twelve, and tomorrow I don't know where I'm at tomorrow, but I'll be at one of the two tomorrow. Right. Um, so I'll do it randomly throughout the course of the week. Uh, yeah. My guys tomorrow, so that might be at Circa at two forty-five. All right, cool. So, Josh, we'll do what we always do during the All-Star break. We'll revisit our picks, and we can, you know, um, change our picks one one more time. So we'll have you on during All-Star break. Yeah. And I want to thank you once again for being on Keeping It 100. Boom. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Conan, guess what? What's up? March Madness is here. You gonna watch some of the games? One thou wow. Well, not everyone can have a perfect bracket. But you can have the perfect set of balls this tournament with the sponsors of today's show, our buddies at Manscaped. The leaders in below-the-waist grooming have just launched their ultra-premium collection to give you the total championship hygiene routine. After sweating out the games, make sure you lather up head-to-toe with this all-in-one skin and hair care kit to have your body and balls smelling final for fresh. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use the code k 100 for 20% off, it's free shipping. This is Cinderella story you're not going to want to miss. So you're going to watch the games, right, Conan? Want that well. Yeah, well, when the clock winds down in March, be, be clutch and avoid the upset with the Manscaped Ultra Premium Collection to keep everything under control. We all know how essential the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 electric trimmer works. It's great. It's for that precise trim below the waist, and their advanced skin-safe technology reduces cuts on your basketballs. Did you like that? Basketballs, you get it? Tremendous. But now you can enhance your big dance in the shower with their Ultra Premium Collection. This package includes the Manscaped Premium Deodorant. No, not for your balls. It's for your stanky armpits. This deodorant dries clear, is aluminum-free, and smells like your signature scent. Hydrating Body Moisturizer. You have tattoos or issues with dry skin? Corin, do you tell you got tattoos, right? Right. Yeah, it's designed to keep skin feeling clean, smooth, and smelling fresh. The body wash... You know, lather yourself up with their infused aloe vera and sea salt shower gel. Speaks for itself. The two-in-one shampoo and conditioner speaks for itself. Plus a free gift. A three-pack set of lip balm that's made up with ingredients such as vitamin E, peppermint, and eucalyptus oil to keep those chapters feeling moist. That's four products and a gift inside the Ultra Premium Collection. What a score. All these products are cruelty-free, paraben-free. Boy, you're going to love this, Conan. They're vegan-friendly and dye-free. The best ingredients with zero compromise. So I'd recommend using the products in this order. Joe, you know, your your fans should, could probably use this advice too. For sure. Number one, hop in the shower and scrub a dub, dub that body with the Manscaped Body Wash. Number two, lather your hair up with the 2-in-1 Shampoo Conditioner. Number three, dry off and spray on the hydrating body, boy, body moisturizer to reinvigorate the skin. And then put on the Manscaped deodorant for obvious reasons. Do you think you can, uh, Joe, that you can follow those instructions? Yeah, I'm gonna write them down just to make sure I don't miss one. But for sure, yeah, you're right. you know what's funny too is that they give they give instructions on shampoo. Yeah, your rinse, lather, repeat, repeat, like as if like you need that the the, the the written declaration of what to do with the shampoo. But 
But uh, here's the call to action. You get 20% off with free shipping with the code K100. That's K100 at manscaped.com. That's M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com. It's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code K100. And make sure you call on Manscaped this tournament season or your bracket won't be the only thing that's busted. And let me add, because they undersell their own products, I you know, everything that we have on this show. They undersell the underwear for sure. Yeah, we 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 try everything, so everything's been approved by us before we send it to you. They first of all, they give you a super sweet leather bag. Number two, it's got a light, so you can use it in the dark. Number three, it's waterproof. And number four, and this is the biggest part of all, which they don't even advertise, bro. You can use this for under your arms, for your head, for your face. It's incredible. Women, you can use it on your legs. Everybody shaves except German women, so it's something that. Everybody has use for, and then like Disco said, it's come with the lip balm. It comes with deodorant. I mean, just you know, everybody loves somebody else. You know, the you know the the person they're dating and they're with to be clean and groomed. So keep your shit groomed with Manscaped. Boom. And they all come in uh, uh, travel sizes too. And you can you can fit everything in the bag. Uh, you know, it's just it's 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 great. It's a great product. I mean, everything. I travel with uh, all their products all the time. Don't forget it. Manscaped. Boom. Yo, we're back with our boy from London with the hot news, Billy Body. Boom. Bro, I don't tweet that much. You know, I don't get into interactions with people that much. But lately, I always have to get into interactions with... Bro, you have people that really do not like you, you know? (laughs) And I always got to be under telling him, bro, I don't give a fuck what he says, what he does. Like, if you go and kill somebody, am I responsible for that shit you know what i'm saying like you know it's who, do, who cares people that complain right. on twitter it's like but what, right? I, but i'm not i'm not tagging any of these though so how so who is yeah, you're, tra- but you're a troll though you're who a the troll. fuck you're, they are bro you're still a oh, troll right. though you're still a troll i mean that's like <laughs> so yeah they like, like, yeah, can't yeah, play yeah. innocent you you do rile them up and then you wonder right. why they come at you but right. they but they try to pressure me to kick you off the show and i'm like that do they pressure you about gives, me too if he gives me unless he gives me a bad information that there's not you know i don't really give a right. shit what he says what his views are what he does you know so well i think keep i think it, twitter keep it I, moving. Think, I think twitter is policed enough to, to throw people off anywhere oh no it's not policed it. enough there's 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 a there's snowflakes that are still you know you know what i'm saying no but i mean if people go over the line twitter will kick you off like yeah. Right. Over, well, now that now that Elon Musk is coming in, that might, uh, you know, not. We'll be a see. Thing. We'll, we'll see. Really? I mean, I think I, so? If, if Elon Musk buys Twitter, then I'm definitely going to try and get my verified account back because that that was bullshit. Losing that that's costing me a right. lot of money on, on a monthly basis. Why does it cost you money? Why does not having the blue check mark cost money? Because I had seventy five thousand people and a blue check mark. Like you, anything you. They say, oh, there's a blue check. What's this guy do? Oh, gambling. Oh, I trust it. Like, what's this What's this guy do? He talks about wrestling. Right. Oh, I trust it. Like, right. I, I was getting guests on my podcast every week that I don't think I would get now. Like, it, I mean, obviously, yes, there was a gap where I wasn't working for Russo and I'm not working for Conan. There was that gap there where we didn't have any guests at all. It's like, who are you? Like, who do you work for? Who do you know? Like, how many followers do you have? Like, it's too – that's a big question you go all the time. How many followers do you have? How many followers do you have? Well, I've had – about ten accounts deleted, like what, that were always that were always past two thousand followers. How many? So, how many Conan? How many? Joe, look these up. How many does Conan have followers? <clears throat> yeah, 
I got like twenty six thousand five hundred, bro. I haven't gone. I've added like in the past like three years. I must have lost tons because I've only gone up like two thousand. <laughs> yeah. I it was like twenty four, twenty five, and twenty six thousand for like the past three four years. It seems like I, you know. So Conan has and it's funny. One hundred Good. How many years do you have? One hundred one point seven thousand. Really? You're over a hundred thousand now. Huh? I think when we started the show, Conan, yeah. you were at fifty. Yeah. I was at like seventeen or eighteen. So right. you've gained like fifty thousand followers, and I've gained like nine. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, that was people don't like me. What was it? That was your account. Yeah. All right. All right. So let's get into WrestleMania, Billy. You, you were uh, okay. So I was right off the bat. Um, you were adamant, very confident that Vince McMahon was going to wrestle. Yeah. Much, much to my chagrin, to because we just <laughs> could not see what on earth. But like, but you said they're basically just producing all of this content for the documentary. So they want Vince yeah. in there and stuff, and that's the way what it looked like. It looked yeah, exactly like, like what it looked like. Con- looked right. like they're producing content here for so you yeah. know, but uh. But it's funny because like Meltzer had reported that as of a certain day, the, the, the that match was still listed on the internal documents, and he was very skeptical. Like I think everybody was skeptical, but you, you're like the only one that was like kind of like stuck to that he was going to like Vince is going to run. I'm like, are you sure? I'm like, do you, like, do you want me to go. explain that? Do you want me to explain yeah, that in this way? Yes. Yeah. I, I I know and and have known for the last ten years more than Dave Meltzer. Like that's right. it. Like that's the fact of the matter. And for the last like your sources, years, you got a you got a very strong source in WWE. That's, that's not just one, obvious. Not, not not just one. Various sources, and I've beaten Dave Meltzer for the last six years, every single year, every single month, and every single week. It's not even close. Like it's right. it's ridiculous at this point how he's considered to be a source. And I understand like he has more than just stories, and he does the star rating. But the credibility of the, the star rating is gone as well once you start going six, seven, eight, whatever he's up to. So. Well, yeah. yeah I mean, well, here, well, here's the thing. Dave, Dave's going to produce pages and pages and pages of content every single week on on various subjects. But what it comes down to, if you're looking at the the quality of the content when you're talking about WWE, I don't think anybody. I haven't seen anybody that, that comes close to you. Period. You know, which is why I, I, I'm I'm interested in hearing like the the, well, the hot news. You know, like the stuff it's, like it's, the it's, stuff it's, like this. I like is like when you make predictions kind of like outside the box. A little, you know few months out and then we we circle back and they're like the breadcrumbs are like boy you you talked that a while back until to, then everybody catches on you know so but that was good well stuff. i mean i mean it was a it was a it was there was a heavy pitch for almost to do something big and when when almost was uh, originally going to face lashley in a in a match that was going to be more of a main event level match he was supposed to go with mvp so they, they, they didn't change from the match and they didn't change from him going to mvp and i mean that the, the, the title wasn't involved, but that story I gave here before the Royal Rumble happened. And then that, okay. that's just happened over WrestleMania weekends. So, I mean, there, there's loads of it. There's Vince wrestling. There's Austin wrestling. There's Ronda being there. There's, there's just tons and tons of stuff. I can read well, off the, lists. Well, well this is what I want to ask you. This is what, I want to ask you the one thing that, that did not come to fruition. Mm-hmm. The, um, you said that the, the Brock... Uh, the Brock Roman match was supposed to be this, like, okay, this is how we're going to do the no holds barred thing. We, you know, like that. I was anticipating, especially when Brock took the gloves off at the beginning of the match. Because I'm like, okay, they're going to do a spot where he's punching him in the head and Roman's going to bleed. I, you know, it was kind of weird that like the match ended the way it did. That was like a that was like a Raw match or like or like a SmackDown match. That did not seem like a, like a pay per view match. It was very basic and simplistic. What what, what no, did you so, hear anything? Yeah, I did. Like, I mean, I got I got more tweets about that thing where it was like, oh, but you, it was like, yeah, but you said this, but it's like, yeah, but I also said these other 20 things too. Right. Like, and, and, every, and everything's happened, but this right. is the, this is I'm the, not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to think of the wrestling business. 
that anybody in this business, basically sourcing through people in the wrestling business, are going to get 100% accuracy every single time that, that they speak about something. Like, can you, you know, can I, imagine, I just know can this you imagine, Can you imagine me going uh, nine in one on, in gambling? And getting right. a tweet about the the one, can you <laughs> the one right? Yeah, I know. Right? But, the, the, it's funny. but the reason that the reason that happened is because both guys got hurt during the match, so that 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 was why. And it was all during that that spear spot. It looks like it was during something else. Like I've heard some like mad stuff, which I haven't been able to like confirm with anybody like reliable. So um, I, I might find out something more next well, week. Let's hear but, the, okay. Let's hear let's hear an unreliable rumor that you heard. Oh yeah. Okay, well, so. <laughs> I heard that like I heard that Brock I heard that Brock had a broken rib, which broke like the the, the wrong way, the crack a, a crack rib, and that um he, but he just like wanted to carry through because obviously it's Brock and he's done this a few times. But then Roman for, also for two just, million two three million dollars is like he can get through it. Right. Well, it just yeah. I don't think it's more that I think it's more I think it's more down to his image. But also yeah. then once Roman wanted out as well, then they decided to to go home because once Roman dislocated his, his, his arm. But what I was told was, is during that spot, there's a spot in the Kimura, and apparently Brock Brock thought that he could get the shoulder back in, but didn't. So they just said, so is it, and they said, is it still out? Is it still out? And they said, yeah. So I, I have to watch it back, but I, I as I said, I don't believe this entirely until I hear it from somebody um, within, within, the, within the company. But it looked. But it, it, they said that Brock Lesnar was aware that the shoulder was broken when he went into the Kimura and actually wasn't trying to apply the Kimura with with the pressure that it looked like, but was actually trying to put the pressure in the opposite way, where he was trying to push the shoulder back in. And okay, well, let me. Right, I get. Okay, but let me tell you, tell you this. So, what's this deal with the Pat Buck guy, who supposedly worked as a producer on that match and a producer on the Ronda match, that he quit the day after WrestleMania? So I was wondering if that had anything to do with it, like or maybe because that's what I was thinking that like you know that maybe those because those matches were like two of the matches that didn't really get panned, you know, like like people thought like well, you know that they were kind of like the I don't know like they, nobody really put the put those two matches over. And I'm wondering if like he got heat for laying them out the wrong way and got and basically was you know maybe no, yelled at me, no, what happened. Well, the Brock Lesnar matches you're, you're missing 16 minutes, you're missing the blood and everything that was supposed to happen. I mean, he took his gloves off and everything so you you lost 16 minutes of that of that match um it had this had that look there's there's logical there's logical holes throughout like are the new day going to get two minutes for their match if there's time left at the end no so the way that that show was timed out was for that match to have an additional 15 minutes and, and you know what the wwe are like they're not going to leave any time on the table there's no way wrestlemania would have gone off that early with that and with that kind of finish i mean one spear like this was supposed to be blood and kickouts and kickouts and kickouts and I mean they promote it as the biggest WrestleMania match of all time and it's done in like eleven and a half minutes. So obviously you don't have to be in the business or or a genius to know that this this wasn't how it's supposed to play out. So there's no heat on like Pat Buck for that one. As for the Ronda match, again, the fact that they couldn't work through the, the finish or, or anything till till Friday. And with Ronda not being on, on SmackDown on Friday as well, like how how can you put heat on that? Because you've got you've got Ronda trying to do almost twenty minutes for the first time since she's come back. In fact, this match was longer than any matches she had in her first run as well, when she was a lot more in sync. Now she's only been back a little while. She's had a baby as well, and she's done her longest match of all time, which is against Charlotte. So you you, you can't put that on him, especially when the story behind all of this was is that. 
everything with with Steve in order to, to in order to wrestle and whatnot, more so than the physicality, was all finalised on Friday. So Steve Steve got in on Thursday to the um, to the Omni. I think it's the uh, I think it's called the Omni Hotel. By the way, a little tidbit. Um, this is the most expensive hotel in the history of WrestleMania that they ever stayed at. These, the these, got these yeah, in, the in New Orleans. Were, no, no, Dallas. In, Wait, what, in, Dallas, Dallas. Excuse me, uh, the Omni Hotel yeah, the rooms, in Dallas is the most expensive. The yeah, that's where they were staying. Yeah. The rooms were three thousand dollars a week. What? Yeah, that's like four hundred dollars a day. I seen. I seen. Sorry, what? It's like four hundred dollars yeah. a day. Well, they weren't even there for a whole day, so it's about so it's five hundred dollars a day. So they're for six days. Just think about how much money this company's making. They're like, who cares? Did you go? Did you go to the hotel? What did it look like? It was yeah, three thousand. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes. Oh yeah, but first of all, Conan, let's hear a little. Uh, what was your WrestleMania experience like? Who did you see? And uh, did you go? Did you spend time with Ray and Dominic? I spent uh, more time with Ray, and we we had a get together. It was like me, like the. Mexican crew it was me, Garza, his cousin, Fantasma, the two guys in Legado, uh, DJZ mm-hmm. and Raul Mendoza, uh, this guy from AAA called Bandito, mm-hmm. Ray, me. Um, so you saw all... Road Dog. I saw you saw Road I saw Dog. Road Dog. Yes, I did see Road Dog. Does he want to come in the podcast? I didn't ask him, but somebody asked what? him. And, Why would yeah. you not have asked if he wants to come in the podcast? Yeah, because I know he's going to tell me yes. I mean, what's he going to tell me? No, <laughs> right. that's right, not a question. Some... I that's not really a question I need to ask him. So, so what you um, got there? I just thought I my, saw... buddy was, my buddy was actually with um, Ray. I'm trying to cover his face. He was with Ray and Dominic at the oh, hotel. Really? Okay. Let me say, I did see Buff. Right. DDP. Right. What was Buff like to you? Because he's been kind of. We saw the clips. He's been kind of critical of our show a little bit, but kind of in a lighthearted. No, way. he was very he, nice. He's he's right. in rough shape, you know. But I think right, he's with right. DDP now. So yes. good, yeah, I'm yeah, glad. Yeah. yeah, he's in rough shape. Let me, question. Uh, he was did, big pop. He was wearing the top hat. Right. I uh, got a yeah. question. So with all the Cody Rhodes stuff, remember that we speculated on this show that a while back that Cody Rhodes was playing the character from the Amazon Prime series, The Boys, right? And you had told us that you heard that he was going to be playing a heel when, when, when he gets here. And I, well, I watched his first promo. I absolutely thought that was groundwork for a heel, a heel character. I, abs- I, ab- I thought that was an insincere babyface promo. Is it like the, the, that's, that's what I got out of it. Did you watch that promo Monday? Yeah. It was long, but it was a type of promo to me that you could – like he, that, brother, what they're doing already, the guy's coming up shaking his hand. You know, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't see this. I don't see him being a babyface here at all. No, I, he, he is a babyface 100%. Um, I really I think when I said that, I believe that was in relation to AEW where I was told that Cody didn't want to turn heel and it was speculate and someone speculated and didn't say for a fact that right. maybe he's like holding that back for I'm going to go out outside the box. I'm going to go outside the box and say that he's going to be he's going to get booed soon. I'm going to go outside the box and think he's going to get booed. Well, that's not the that's I, not the plan. That's not the plan. I know that's not the plan, but I'm, I'm telling you because this is what they try to do in this company. They try to book baby faces and they try to book heels and the crowd when you try to do that they will give the opposite reactions do, do you understand like, like that he is going to every single show like he he is wrestling dark matches on smackdown which is a show he's not even on like that's how much they want to get their their investment back like they don't pay people three million dollars that are coming across from other companies and like i know i give AEW shit 
But I think that, like, if this kind of sense says to me that AEW have arrived, like they're not a, a big joke. Yeah, okay, their ratings are not what they should be, and they, they they're getting a lot of shit, and people are taking the Mickey out of them for hiding for hiring all these game changers that are not changing the game. But I think the biggest game changer is the fact that WWE took somebody from them, and they didn't just take somebody like that was underdeveloped, like, you know, there's rumors linking him to Brian Cage and Wardlow. They took a top guy and they paid him top money. Like they paid him what 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 was on the table for AEW. When he turned around and goes, oh, well, you know, I'd like to come here and this is why I get paid and this is what's on the table. And WWE matched it, plus merchandising as well. Like that tells you that it's they're not a complete joke and WWE are aware of them. But at the same time, they're also you know, going to pick and choose who they want. I can, yeah, so I, know, Cody, I know that. For Cody to get this deal in his presentation, there's there's no way that that they, they're going to, like, book him downwards from this position. Um, so I'm going to say this, too. What AEW has done, and it's kind of like, and like the reason that they are here and they are a player in this game is because their talent, when they're ready to renegotiate, Vince is having to open up his checkbook uh, pretty much. It's like, bro, do, do, like the the guys that you would want from AEW, they're getting banked there. You know, these guys are getting million, two million, three million dollars a year. So it's like, if they want to leave, it's like Vince has to pay the. Bro, I'm I'm fascinated. Okay, <clears throat> that if you if you go like if, like for, for example, just just the the two shows, like you watch the AEW show and you take like the the average whoever each performer on that show, okay, and you look at the amount of dates that they've the amount of times they've wrestled in a calendar year and what they're making. And like some of these guys, you're like you're paying him for one show, and like you're, you're in a building that's got four thousand people, you know, it's on TV and something. Bro, but some of these guys are making the equivalent of like two hundred fifty thousand dollars a match for for a, a Wednesday TV night TV taping. Like they don't wrestle that much. Like guys are like, how many matches has Chris Jericho had? And he counted here now. He's been appeared on t- television and everything, but like for a match, remember this Conan when Jericho was on the Indies, he was the, just like hundred thousand dollars was his minimum pay, and like New Japan was paying it. Yeah. Bro, he's getting more per match in AEW. Like, like, and this is like, you know, just think about this day and age. How much these guys basically, because they're just running TV, they're not running hardly any house shows and stuff, everything, and like, they're not doing the 20, 25 days a month. And these guys are basically just wrestling on, on TV right now. And if you look at like, you know, what, what was their payday for that night? Some of these guys are getting like $100,000 a night. That's unbelievable to me. I mean, like, like, well, come on, like, I, I mean, it's, fa- I don't know how you can sustain this business. Okay. It's not business. When this, not, well, I'm going to say with this business, few though. people watching the show, with this few people watching the shows, the ratings where they are like point fours in the in the demos and stuff. I think I don't know how this is sustainable paying professional wrestlers this much over an extended period of time unless you start doing a lot of live events. I mean, do you agree with that, Conan? Yep. But so, you know, this um, is this is this is this is a billionaire's hobby. Who's he? Don't give a fuck. You know, is right. dropping the bucket probably. Probably figured out a way to make it a tax cut somehow, or half his losses. You know, you know what I'm saying. There's so many loopholes. It's really a loss been... to him. If he, let, right. bro, the guys with eleven billion dollars, and this year you lost twenty million. Right. So like, this the reminds that me. Is like, if you have one hundred ten thousand dollars, and you lost like 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 two hundred bucks. Right. Doing something you love yeah. to do. Right. Sorry. Right. Right. Yeah, I got some stuff like just um, it's it's all like post mania stuff. So yeah, Roman, uh, I don't know exactly what the situation was between Roman and Brock, but, but Brock was injured, and Brock, but they were both injured. What they had in 
what they were doing and how they decided to call it in the ring. I don't know. I wasn't there. Um, but I do know, you know that like, the match was... The Billy, match was you might want to look into this, but I, w- I was reading today just somebody had written this, said that it looked like when Roman on Raw, and I didn't notice this, but uh, when he was putting the belt over his head, like he was being very ginger with it, you know, like he lifted it very gingerly. I don't know if that has well, it. Well, even if you watch... Well, well, just, well, 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 for example, just exa- it's the exact same injury that the Cross had. Remember when Cross won the NXT title, there's a shot of him, he eventually got the belt up, but like he really... I've got a, I've got a similar shoulder problem right now. Like, I can't, like, lift, like, like a lateral raise and, like, lift my arm up. Like, that. that's painful. Okay? I can, like, lift it straight up like that, but, like, a lateral raise, I, I, got, I got a messed up shoulder. You know, yeah. but I can, I can see you can grind your way through it and lift up, but, but it is the discomfort, you know, obviously. So. What are you saying, Billy? Um, yeah, you could see, like, at the end of night two where he couldn't lift the belt up either. So I, I, don't, I don't think that was selling necessarily. I feel, I feel that that was actually legit, but... My understand. I mean, there's some. There's a lot of stupid reports out this week. There was lo- there's loads of stuff out. Um, what? So one of them was that Roman's going to relinquish the belt. Um, I've heard nothing about that. Um, I've heard something where Logan Paul had in his contract that he had to end as a babyface, and I heard something in Cody's contract that he has to win at the WWE Championship. None of these things are ever. And will never ever be in anybody's contract. So this is just when you see dirt sheets doing this. Like, why would Logan Paul need that in his contract? Oh, I need to have a, I need to turn babyface at the end. Why would that not be? Oh, hey, if I come in, I want to turn babyface at the end in a handshake and discussion. Why? How? Why would Vince give Cody the WWE Championship in a contract? Like these guys are just making it up. It's so much like made up stuff out there. I think the Roman one falls into that. So if we move on with some facts, I'm just going to run through these these stories quickly. Um, Walter, Lacey Evans, they're going to be on SmackDown on Friday. Um, Gunther. Walter, sorry, Gunther. Yeah, Gunther. Um, speaking of money, we were talking about um, Tony Wait, Khan. time out, time out. Nick. So the, wait, wait, real quick. I want to ask you this. They're still calling him Gunther, correct? Yeah. So it's a very interesting. Remember there was, there was the, the online cancel culture thing, try to go at him for the German Nazi tank commander back in the day named Gunther, and they tried to get to this, this shit canceled. They, and they, I basically, they, they actually stood their ground on this and didn't give in. That's they actually a story. Not that I'm the same, but that's, a, but that's, actually a, a, that's actually a story that wasn't really told. Like, that they did not, they stood their ground and did not give in to the mob and change the guy's name. And nobody really even talked about it because, because that's what they do. You stand your ground, and what happens is people just stop talking about it. That's and funny you because get, you're right. Go, go ahead, Conan. You're talking about the Gunther Nazi thing, and then right, yesterday right. I, I I saw that one of the guys from uh, that tag team, you know, the Rascals. Yeah, Nash, Nash I just, I was just going to say. Yeah. Here. Okay, well, yeah, tell that, the story. Well, Billy's got the story here. Let's hear it. Oh, go ahead. No, he just got released, but his girlfriend made accusations against him. That was, I think, right. It showed a picture of him dressed as Hitler too. Yeah. Right. Why would you do Which, that? Right. Well, yeah. how long ago was it? What was the context, and how long ago was it from? Yeah. You know, bro. Whatever I can say, like, I say that there's people out there. I could post the South Park clip where they're, they're all doing the Nazi and the KKK stuff and all that. I could Mike. post that clip and laugh at it, and there would be a percentage of people going that you're, oh, you're just promoting Nazism. Like, there's, there's just these people that, like, that's how you got to navigate your way through the sea of, uh, the sea of trolls. You know. But I'm, 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 I'm happy. 
that the WWE did not give in to to the to, to the mob on this. You know? Me and Cab were joking about this. Like we even tweeted out our photos. Like I think everybody's shaved it in before. Like, right. I've I've done that before. But, but right, like, back in the day, Hitler, I, Hitler was a Cossack. Uh, Hitler was a Halloween costume 20, 30 years ago. You know, I see you guys go to a thing and somebody's dressed like Hitler. Ah, it's funny. It's just co- it's costumes. It's like you're not like promoting. Yeah, but the thing is, the thing is, the thing is, wasn't Charlie Chaplin? Wasn't Charlie Chaplin after Hitler? No, Charlie. Same right. time. Before. Same time. Before wasn't him, it? Yeah. No, I yeah. think he was before. Thirties. Yeah, the mid thirties, right before. And so, um, I just think that there's things that have become like symbols of hate. And if you do something like dress up like Adolf Hitler, you're just looking for trouble with overly right. sensitive snowflakes. Right. But there was obviously nuance and context. You right. can't just sit there and every single person. You line up everybody and everybody and their mother that's ever dressed up like Hitler at one point in their life. Or do the must, and you look at all of them. What are you gonna do? Cancel everybody <laughs> under under the premise? Like you know, come on. There's, there's got to be nuance and context in each, each individual situation. So, and I was telling I, when I when that Gunther Walter thing was coming out, I was like, wait a second. You literally had to Google to find out that you're supposed to be offended because nobody had any clue what Gunther was. Well, you I know, would, I would, I'd change his Go name ahead. again. Right. Having on SmackDown this week and call him like uh, Zerkov, the Russian. Right, <laughs> but we're we're way too. I, it's perfect time for Russian heels again, isn't there? Exactly. That's why I you know, capitalize right? on that. It's like, it's like Nikolai. What if somebody came out to the show and like did that to say? But think about that. We were in a cold war, and Nikolai Volkov could go out there, and then we, we were at war with Iran, and and the Sheik who would come out there, and they would tell everybody to rise and respect their singing of their national anthems. Right. Imagine if a character went out and did that today. You know, like it would just be like, "Oh my God, you can't do." You know, it's like every everybody just get offended. But like back then, the fans and attendants were offended. What would they do? They boo. They wouldn't respectfully, you know, rise and send their seats and boo the guy. Like, I mean, come on, it's like professional wrestling. Like Jesus. What else you got? So I was going to talk about um, Nick Khan. Yeah. So there was a big meeting pre Mania, and it was like it was positive about how the talent were going to get more money and whatnot for outside projects. Oh, but real quick, Bill, you got you got to listen to our show this week. We interviewed Jeff Katz, okay? And do you do you know who Jeff Katz is? No. Okay, you'll see. But he's a Hollywood, Marvel, wrestling, but very good relationship, very close relationship with Tony Khan, with with uh, Nick with um, Nick Khan, and gave us a lot of info that we did not know about Nick Khan. So it'd be an interesting listen for you if you want to uh, if you want to check that out. But go ahead. Well, this is interesting because there's a lot of stuff about Nick Khan. Just this, I'm going to get through it in a nutshell and talk more about it on the Informer. But there was he's a, a meeting. Jeff, Jeff Katz is without a doubt that Nick Khan is the guy that that Vince is going to give the keys to for this company when when, when he passes. Not Hunter, not Stephanie, whatever. Nick Khan's going to be the guy that runs well, WWE. This is what I'm about to say. So he had the meeting and he turned around and he told the talent how they would make be made making more money from third party projects. He also outlined how. They've made big strides in making the WWE more serious and mainstream. He even in front of Levine's outlined an interview with Bob Costas where he spoke about how the media are no longer going after us. Like the, the reason why mess wrestling would be in the media before would be that they were looking to to target us, and now everybody's looking to to work with us instead. So they explained how that would be that that, that was now the case in terms of like how they were moving in this direction and why they were moving in this direction. And a lot of that comes down to, to Nick Khan, where there's a big difference in terms of how uh, his main objective over the last couple of years was for 
everybody to want to work with the WWE. And he identified the biggest problem that they tried to eliminate over the last two years was that WWE didn't have a brand identity where sports were embarrassed to cover WWE and entertainment saw it as the bottom of the barrel. And now, two years later, the sports are sports are willing to work with WWE and entertainment is willing to work with WWE as well. That's the whole point of bringing in these people. Now, you bring in Logan Paul, and Logan Paul got, got paid the same for this WrestleMania appearance as if you kept Karrion Cross and Keith Leon for the entire year. Mm. But they still feel that that's a more worthwhile investment by having this guy come and do one show than having those guys for the entire year. That's just how the business model moves. In addition to that, in terms of like other things that he's managed to convince Vince to do, everybody who's... Um, who's worked for Vince knows that like he's very much um, wants to have that playing canvas and wants to have his canvas and his layout and everything done this, done in a certain way. Well, Nick Khan is the one that sold the LED boards finally for this WrestleMania. That's something that Vince has been fighting against for a while. Um, he also sold $12 million of advertisements for people that weren't watching on the expensive version of Peacock. The people that are watching. Wait, 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 explain, explain, what do you, yeah, explain that. I don't, I don't know what you so, mean. people that are on a ten dollar version of Peacock, they ended up getting profiles. These long profiles where they were talking about this is Sasha Banks and this is um, this is Roman Reigns or whatever. You must have seen it. These long adverts that were these long promos that were like vignettes were, for characters. Vignettes for characters, and but if you didn't have the the top Peacock package, uh, you, you if you had the cheap version, you were going to see actual commercials. So you in the commercial free peacock they had the vignettes. On the normal peacock they earned actual adverts. So Nick Khan generated an additional twelve million dollars wow, for um, for this one. So by 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 doing that, right? He also he also made an additional like four million dollars for the LED boards. So that that's what that's what he did. In addition to that, the show also did twenty five million, I believe, at the gate, and um, it's still. It's still half of what they get paid for Saudi, which is a, which is um, which is you know puts you really. The Saudi pay fifty million flat rate. Doesn't matter what the building does. Jesus Christ, Conan! So why don't wrestling- you, Conan? You've got to figure out a way <laughs> to get to, go to Saudi Arabia to, to, yeah. to introduce AAA wrestling to MB to these Saudi Believe princes. Me. And, and, Believe you know, me, that's just... the thought has crossed my mind. Yeah. <laughs> and wait a minute, and get a live keep it at one hundred with all of us over there and everything for like you know half a million dollars a piece for one for one show, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh my god, fifty million dollars yeah. they they pay, huh? That's unbelievable. And now they're going to get Austin. Well. It's like, yeah. We'll see. Like, I mean, that we'll see how that all that audition or whatever happens sort of uh, sort of pans out, and if there's still interest on both sides. So, is there so, so wait? So, what's the interest like in Austin coming back now? From who? Well, from from Austin. Like, I, know, I, like, like, I, I I think it's way too early for me to know anything about that. Like Austin, right. Austin did Austin did his bit and went home on on Sunday. Um, right. He wasn't at the um, he wasn't at the WrestleMania party. Um, so I don't know, like essentially what, what, yeah. what Austin, will, what Austin, well, I don't, I didn't, I don't know anyone that saw him at a WrestleMania party. He could have right. been there. Um, so the last couple of things, um, Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair is going to go longer. That's what she was sold on. Um, initially she, she didn't come to SmackDown on Friday, which is when she learned she wasn't going to be in the main event. There was no walkout as Brian Alvarez reported, but. I'm, you know, shit on Dave and, and Brian, but Brian's report was actually true. Like, she was really, really pissed off because you waited until Friday to tell her that she wasn't in the main event when she thought she was in the main event and winning the title all along. 
Then, finally, when she did turn up for work on Saturday and Vince calmed her down, it was Vince McMahon that directly had to tell her, look, we're going longer with this. Um, obviously, we're Steve Austin's wrestling. It's all been kept under wraps, but he's agreed to do this. Once it was said that, like, nobody can follow Steve and it's to do... It's she to the she understood. I think yeah, that's yeah, what her understood. tweet basically said, too. She was kind of like, you know, yeah. She tweeted yeah, out she, as much, you know? So, but, the, but the, she also p- p- tweeted out a denial that she completely understood and that people are making up shit. They weren't because no, she wasn't supposed to be at a hall of fame, but yeah, she was supposed to be in for a meeting on Friday, which she didn't turn up to once like, she found out what was going on. So it wasn't completely bullshit that was made up. And Vince did have to talk to her about, look, we're going to move in this direction with the program. And the whole idea is stability because the one that they, they, they think that she needs a stable dance partner for all of the house show runs and everything that she's good for. And the whole thing with giving the belt to her, giving the belt to her immediately from Charlotte kind of like just ends the feud and just gives you like a few rematches. They want this to go long, long, long. They want this to be at the next house show that they do. They want this to be the main event in Paris. They want this to be the main event in London on the dark match. So they, they want this to go long, long, long. They want this to build to a submission match between the two. So when this was explained that, look, we think you and Charlotte is beneficial to you to, to give you a reason to carry on working together for three months and not just and not just make this like a quick, you know, a one a one time WrestleMania thing, because, you know, there, there's nobody believable for her to work with. She can't keep beating Sonya Deville on the house shows. So she needs to have like a, a, a proper match with a proper opponent. So that was laid out to her to say to say that, look, we want you to develop this chemistry and um, we're going to do this match everywhere, which is what they're going to do. Um, the last thing here is that um, Edge is still trying to have like an input in his group. Um, there's people that he wants and there's people that they won't let him have. So, so far, we've seen that he's got Priest. That was mutually agreed. Um, he's going to get Rhea Ripley. Um, one of the people that he wanted was uh, Mustafa, Mustafa Ali. But Ali's completely on ice at the moment, which they, they weren't interested in. That Edge thought that he could um, revive this guy and this, and think he's a good worker or not. But but he's completely in the in the shit house, so they won't get they won't be able to get Ali. He also wants to master Champa, but WWE also feel that that's not the direction of the group where it's supposed to be Edge bringing through these these kind of younger people uh, under his wing, and they they find it difficult to see how Champa's a fit. So. Edge wants Champa, and that's not been decided whether he has him or not. He's fine with Ripley. He's fine with um, with Priest. Uh, they said no to Mustafa Ali, even though he fits the mold of what that group is supposed to be. So we'll see who ends up in it, but they're trying to like mutually agree who goes in it so far. So far, it's Ripley and uh, Damian Priest. We were gonna I like those it. two. Ch- I like those two. What, what do you think about Edge so far, Conan, with this heel turn? Love it. Bro, you know what is fascinating about this? It's like how very well that they did like just little production things to turn him heel and psychologically yeah, it just turned it just flipped your brain immediately. That special like effects he, thing he does. The is special great. effect when he came out and he was dark, he's dressed, he's walking out slower, he's wearing yeah. kind of like very trendy looking dark clothes, kind of like John Wick a little bit, you know, like with the, the dark suit. Yeah. You know? yeah. And that, but look how easy that was. In three weeks, he just completely turned his character from babyface to heel. He's just like now he's like one of the top heels in the business. One thing I know about Edge, one thing I've been told and know about Edge is that he go takes it upon himself to try and make everything make sense. Like there isn't a right. lot of you can there, tell. there is there there is writers involved, but he's very much OCD about 
making it make sense. Right. And you, like Disco right. said, you can tell. Yeah. Because because here's the thing. We talked about this. Okay, when we did our review, we talked about Edge's attention to detail because you can tell that he's the type of guy that is going around before the match and telling the cameras and production, hey, get this facial here because it's like, because he's all, he's very theatrical in his matches. You get good, strong facials on him, like, you know, and stuff. So it's like, you know, you could just tell that he's, that's the way he is because his matches are very, they're, they're different looking. They're very detail oriented from every action that the guy has in the rings, facials and everything. So do you got anything else left? Cause we got to, uh, we got to do the reviews here. So. Um, no, I think that that's everything out of my notes. Cool. Um, just one interesting thing about that. Um, Edge is a part-timer on a part-time deal. Um, and now he's running a group. I've been trying to find out this week what that means, whether he's going to be paid more money or whether he's volunteered this. Because if he's volunteered this, what he well, the idea of that would be for Edge to get another three years when his deal runs out in January. Because Edge has only got um, eight months left Bro, of this, his deal. The guy's, not, the guy's doing what I would do and Conan would do. It's like, hey, we, want, we need you on TV more. We need you to work more. Okay, cool. Put me in a group. So then you don't have to do all the work yourself. You're, you're out here. You want me on TV? Like, okay. You know, the, this week, this guy can take the bumps, but I'm on TV with them. You know, so it's a smart, smart way to do business, you know? Yeah. But I mean, when, you nego- when you negotiate a part done deal and then you put yourself in this position uh, with eight months left on your deal, you, I feel you're obviously trying to get the ne- get, make sure the next deal isn't less money. So if he wants to get, if he wants to get 3 million again for another three years, um, I'm not sure if he does, but if he does, he probably wants to make himself um, as valuable as possible again, which is probably why I imagine he volunteered this. But I don't know that. Uh, I just think it's something interesting uh, to, to to put out there now. Uh, I need to go and find out what actually is the deal, if I can. Yeah, I think cool. they'll give him the money and it's just because of his pedigree, his work history, the great matches he had with Rollins and everything they've given him, he's done a good job with. Cool. Yeah. All right. Where, where can we find you, Billy? Yeah, so my betting stuff is at lockbetting.com. Um, had a profitable start to the month so far. So, yeah, we keep, I look to keep that going. So I'm two months away from nine years of undefeated, being undefeated every single month. Uh, yeah, lots of stuff to bet on. Um, so domestic soccer, Champions League. Uh, last boxing card was 9-1. Tennis, tennis winner again today. Uh, NBA, yeah, one-unit winner last night. Uh, hockey play tonight as well, one-unit. So, yeah, if you want to get all my stuff, head over to my betting stuff, head over to lockbang.com. The wrestling stuff is at the dirtysheets.com. That's where I break my stories first. And then I talk about them on the K100 YouTube channel. And Wrestling Informer this week, I'm doing on Sunday because I'm going away to Everton versus Manchester United tomorrow. Um, so, yeah, I'm trying to um, just get that out of the way. I've never been to, I've never been to Everton before, so I'm just trying to um, organize myself properly for the weekend. And I'll get the wrestling informer done on Sunday. Real quick, Manchester City and Liverpool on Sunday. Who you like? It'd be boring, and think it'll still be a. I think it'll be a draw. Yeah, I think that, I, that's, that's what that. I was thinking. It's a good. It's actually a good game to bet the draw. You're getting two to one on a game. <laughs> like, at least, two, at like, least why not? Yeah. Right? Yeah, at least right. So but a draw and both teams score as well. Get out to yeah. plus three hundred. Yeah. 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 Nice. Cool. All right. All right. I want to thank our boy from London Town, Billy Body, for the hot news. Boom. All right, D.I., what you up to? Where can we find you marinating, chilling in the cut on IG, Snapchat, TikTok, yeah, on stop, or Grinder? boom? At The Real Disco on Twitter, at Disco Master Gigi on Instagram and Snapchat. You can also catch me at Sapphire Gentleman's Club, the world's largest gentleman's club. If you dial 702-869-0003 and mention my name, um, we'll get you a 
We'll get you a free drink, get you a free ride to the club in our limo, and get you um, a free entry. How about that? So check this out. If you happen to be in Vegas and you spot Diaz at the Korean barbecue or the sports betting book place, you don't just run up to him and start chopping it up. No. Uh, there's there's a little protocol, and it goes a little something like this. Boom. You've got to give him a compliment, <clears throat> then another compliment. Then you can ask him a question. You, you can talk to him for one to three minutes if you don't put if you, if you put him over. Additional time if you're not annoying and you tell him you've got it like that. At no time will there be any direct eye contact. $20 handshake gets you an autographed picture another round. If you are drunk and or obnoxious or don't, or don't put them over, you will hear this. Can I get one guy for the front door to back reception? At which point you can tell them, you go, girl, because they're kicking you out which, uh, because you're getting 86, which means permanent removal. Joe. Yes, sir. Good news. What you got? Hugs and cats, hugs and kisses are back on the table, especially for cute transgenders. Ooh, that's lovely. Now, this is for gentlemen callers, topless menus in Vogue, secret menu, the hand job of the week. And this is special because we had our Jewish friend on this week, and that's going to be Easter pretty soon. Mm. We had Jeff Katz on. <laughs> this is uh, for you, Jeff. Uh, you might want to go to Sapphires for this. A matzo ball soup hand job with that's a side disgusting. of gefilte fish. Nothing. I want to make an amendment to this. Yes. Um, if you come to Vegas, all right, right. and, you, and you, do, you do see me in the sports book, okay, don't right. make eye contact with me. But if you see me in the sports book and I'm, and I'm there with Josh Towers, right. don't make eye contact with him either. Oh, shit. <laughs> and you can buy him a hot dog, right? Yes. I ate two. I went to the uh, opening day for baseball day. I went to the South Point Casino. I, ordered, I bought $2.50 hot dogs. They were absolutely delicious. And, a, uh, and I drank a Budweiser. And that's right. how I always start off the, the, the MLB And he season. will accept Two hot, hot dogs. dogs. And yeah, any, yes. any sort of dog. Yeah. Long, schlong so, dog. So, okay. So, yeah. so um, uh, let me see. What are we doing here? Um, by the way, uh, you can witness this in 3D or virtual reality. Unfortunately, 3D glasses or VR goggles are not included. This, this is from 3 to 5 a.m. in the morning, and this is a limited offer. What do you got, Joe? Boom. Sorry. So you can catch me on uh, Twitter at JFEeny3RD. I'm on the Raven Effect with Raven and Rich Bikini every Monday on MLW Radio and Spreaker. As far as the Creative Control Network goes at the CC Network 1 on Twitter with uh, many different, uh, a variety of shows, if you will. Starting off with Taking You to School with Dr. Tom Pritchard. Dr. Tom and John Paz are going to do a WrestleMania 38 review. So you can check that out and hear Dr. Tom's thoughts on the two-night uh, extravaganza. Bro, do you remember when Joe used to not tell his shows or what happened on his shows at all? There wasn't much Just to go, say. Well, now? Do you remember when Joe didn't know how to promote his own shows? So he oh, yeah, didn't right. Even- he wouldn't even Fine. he wouldn't even say who was on the show. What, he yeah. just, didn't didn't right. know who the guys are. Right. Yeah. Right. right. You know, know. it was uh, growing pains. Uh, also, you got business of the business with John Paz and Lavi Margolin. It'll take a deep dive into the business side of pro wrestling every week. This week they have Brandon Blackburn of Pro Wrestling TV on to discuss his company and what's going on in the world of wrestling. Taskmaster talks with Kevin Sullivan, uh, goes over a big WCW event or talent each week. Kevin, of course, was a booker and creative team member, producer there for a long time. This week they're talking about Clash of the Champions 6, which featured the famous Ric Flair versus Ricky Steamboat 2 out of 3 Falls championship match. I'm sure we all remember that from uh, 1989. Um, Dutch Mantel's show, uh, the University of Dutch. He's doing a TNA slash Impact 
uh, style retrospective show. This week, they're going over Destination X 2005, which was main evented by Jeff Jarrett versus DDP, and also featured Team Canada versus Conan, BG James, and America's Most Wanted from back in 2005. Uh, Allos and Gunslingers with Bang and Dang is doing a uh, Jonestown special, two parts. If you're interested in hearing about that, uh, gross part of history. You've uh, been talking about that for like three, four weeks now. No, you should. I was going to say that. That's a big yeah. uh, big topic. A lot of ins, a lot of outs. And uh, <laughs> so if you want to hear about that in Jim Or is that Jones, literally the only thing they've cut, the only podcast they've cut this entire month was one podcast? Well, there, there's uh, a new one next week, but it's been the Jonestown special for the past couple yeah. of weeks, yeah. Past so month. If you're uh, so interested in... more than a couple weeks. If you're interested in true crime and history and all that, check out Outlaws and Gunslingers. And finally, way, way back, playback with Pat McNeil uh, is a weekly watch-along show that Pat does this week. His guest is Bob Cook, and they watch uh, Bob, Bob Cook. Bob Cook, the famous jobber that tells you good punch. Yeah, best punch in the yeah. business, they say. Uh, One of them. They're going to go over uh, Shawn Michaels versus Razor Ramon ladder match from WrestleMania 10. So if you want to watch along with those guys, check out that show as well. All are available on Spreaker and Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And uh, you can follow me at JFeeny3RD, Creative Control Network at the CC Network 1, and that is about it. Uh... You can check me out on Twitter and Facebook at K O N N A N 5150. Chop set up in Spanish on Facebook and English on Twitter. Um, uh, Want to thank our Patreons. You can check them out. You can check us out on our Patreon site at K O N N A N. Me. That's where you get all the extra audio and video content that didn't make the show. Um, we get. Um, uh, we got roundtables. We review every single week with with, with our Patreon members, um, SmackDown, Raw, and Dynamite, and pay-per-views. Um, we have musical shows. We have uh, five years of um, catalog. We have our, our K100 Talks, very popular 30-minute show usually on topical issues. This week it was about what Elon, about Elon Musk buying Twitter, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's been super popular show. Um, we also have the disco fall off where he just gonna. No, oh, I guess he just bounced. <laughs> All right. Um, and we also have, um, uh, what was I saying, Joe? Oh, you're going over the Patreon and all its features. Huh? Right. So, yeah, but what was the last thing I had said before he cut off here? Um, um, oh, our K100 Talks, and we also have our rehash show, which is the best of. It's a one-hour show for those of you that don't have enough time to listen to the whole show. And then I um, uh, want to thank everybody that came out in Dallas, you know, all the people that said they listened to the show, all the boys in the business that listened to the show. Thank you for listening. Um, and uh want to thank, you know, our Patreon subscription, 24-plus months of solid growth with all the other Patreon and all the other stuff you can spend your money on. Thank you for, for uh, keeping us as one of your primary forms of entertainment. We always over deliver, as you know. Um, I want to thank my guests this week. Who do we have, Joe? We had Josh Towers. We had Jeff Katz and we had Billy body with the hot news. All right. want to thank them. Couldn't have done this without DI. Couldn't have done this without Joe. Also want to thank all the people that have been um, spreading the word to friend or foe. Our numbers are also going up, not just Patreon, but our subscription numbers. Thank to you guys and word of mouth because we don't have no marketing or promotions or anything like that. It's just you guys telling people. So thank you very much. Um, and um, let me see if there's anything I'm missing. I feel like I am, but probably I'm not. All right. want to thank everybody for listening to Keeping It 100. Thank you, DI. Thank you, Joe. Check you out next week. Boom.
Please support K100 with Conan and Disco by going to the Patreon site at patreon.com slash Conan and Conan.me. You can subscribe to the show on all your podcast providers. You can get an episode as soon as it drops. And please leave us a rating, five star, of course, and a review. Conan, Disco, The Master Public Minute with Kevin Kleinrock and myself all have t-shirt stores if you want to support some of the guys on the show individually. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com. To send in a question for the listener mailbag or a song for the Juicy Frankie Seal, use the email address k100questions at gmail.com. You can follow K100 all across social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the handle at K100Conan. The Keeping It 100 with Conan YouTube continues to roll along, getting closer to hitting that 30,000 subscriber mark with over 2,200 videos. Husey's running things over there. He posts multiple videos a day, and there's a ton of conversation under each clip. So get over there, subscribe to the YouTube, and join in with your fellow listeners. JJ Claxon has started a TikTok for K100. If you're on TikTok, check out at K100 Podcast. JJ's putting up about a video a day, a clip a day, and there's some funny stuff on there from disco versus women's wrestling to the filthy animals entrance, disco versus the Girl Scouts, and more. By now you know K100 drops every Thursday on Spreaker, and K100 Rehash comes out every week as well on the same feed. So please download the Spreaker app. You can subscribe there as well. And I want to thank everyone very, very much for their support of the show. With thanks to you, the show keeps on growing which is very impressive after five years. And hopefully you all keep enjoying the K100 content that we put out across all social media and podcast providers on a daily basis. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. You didn't move out the way. It's not my fault. You wouldn't move. You're an old dog that needs to be shot in the back of the head and put out of its misery. So I put the hit out on you, and I'm proud of it. You want to know why? Because I can carry that weight. I have no regrets in this world. So I put the hit out on you, and these two idiots joined you. But again, I'm a step ahead of you. And I called the original... LAX back and ever since then we've been taking you out beating you down embarrassing you showing the world showing your people that you gotta go and in just a few short days in my city in New York on the 14th of October the world I'm telling you right now order it order it cause I I am going to destroy everything you've ever built. I'm going to destroy anything you ever worked for. You're the brand new baby boy. You're not going to be able to raise them. Because on the 14th it ends. And so does LAX. And OG730 will live on forever. Déjame explicarte algo, compa. A esta gente le vale lo que hiciste en Nueva York o quién eres de Nueva York. Aquí, perro geriondo, estás en México. Y déjame explicarte una cosa. Esa bandera que me robaste de mi oficina, si no me la regresas, 
Le voy a decir a toda esa gente que se venga a venir y entre todos se vamos a partir toda tu madre. Translation, baby nuts. All I gotta do is say the word, and all these people are gonna bum rush the ring and kick all your three asses all over Mexico City, and I'm gonna help them. Thank you. I dare you. Listen to this. We had a street fight in Toronto, 51-50. A street fight they invented, they perfected, and they were undefeated in... But they took a big L with you under the guidance. They never took an L when I was guiding them. And you couldn't live with that, could you, right? So you up the ante. What do you do? You, in the middle of a ceasefire, you come, you call me out, you try to instigate me. You come into our clubhouse and our place of business and relaxation and you disrespect the spot. But then the worst thing you did, the most disrespectful thing you can do to a luchador, you take my mask right here in Mexico City and you burn it down, don't you? Right? Yes, I did. All right. Disculpa que le tengo que hablar a este naco hediondo en inglés porque no entiende español. So, you think you're slick. You think you're always one step ahead of me. Here's the problem. Every time you take one step, I've taken two, which means you're always one step behind me. All right? Yeah. Figure it out, genius. Here's the other thing. I raised you since you were a little boy. I was a father you never had. I validated you so you could get into the game and then put you up on game. As a matter of fact, I validated all three of you hoes. So let me tell you something real quick. All this stuff that you're doing, the bosses are watching. Those aren't boss moves. Those are bitch-made moves. And let me tell you the difference between you and I. There's a G-code, all right? All our predecessors lived by them. No kids, no families, no breaking truces. You violated two of them already. The bosses aren't happy. All right, well, maybe you'll care about this. They want me to give you a personal message. Okay. Here's the message. What? The ceasefire, it ends right now. Oh, and a shot from Conan, and it's on between the OGs and LAX. The ceasefire is over. Conan dropped King with one punch, Josh. What's gonna happen Sunday? What's gonna happen in New York City? We'll see you all at Bound for Glory!